Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing? Movie, go ahead and pop in your DVD or Blurry of Ong Bak. Press play and press pause when the Magnolia logo fades to black at the first frame you perceive of all black. Press pause in a second. I'll say three, two, one, unpause, at which point I'll press play. You'll press play and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except of course with four friends in your head.com. Anyway, <laughs> myself as always, Teague Christie. I'm sitting with my friend Eddie the Eddie Doty. Muay Thai. Michael Dorkman Scott. Aloha. And Antoine doesn't have a middle thing yet. Bondele. Hola. Como está? <laughs> oh, wow. That hey sounded cooler. Okay. Antoine Spanish Bondele. <laughs> you hablo poquito, so. Oh, Jesus. Wow. I don't know any of these languages. <laughs> this is horrible. Do you come with subtitles? Anyway, so uh, we just got finished uh, judging the uh, International Lightsaber Choreography Competition Nerds. for the third or fourth year in a row. We've been doing that for a while. And you can find those videos on YouTube if you're interested. Just type in Lightsaber Choreography Competition Judging or LCC Judging, and uh, you'll find us doing that. And since we had a collection of good fighterly people around, we got a good collection of fighterly people still in the chat. Figured, why not uh, watch some sort of a good fighting movie? And I put it to the, the table because I'm the only guy in the world who hasn't seen any fighting movies, apparently. And... Uh, Eddie, what I'm going to give it to you real off oh, the bat. Sure. How, how did we come to Ong Bak? What's the because idea I here? basically responded back, Ong Bak, in the email. Uh, no, because when I personally at least think fighting, I think Ong Bak in terms of on-screen fighting. I think it um, was a, a pretty big turning point in terms of uh, how a lot of fights are choreographed. I think there's a visible line of demarcation in fight choreography pre-Ong Bak and post-Ong Bak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, it, uh, regardless of any other film that came after it that bears the Ong Bak name, the original Ong Bak 2004, <laughs> I think it, it was it was certainly influential to me and how uh, I choreograph fights. And it just sort of coalesced a, a kind of a sea change, just like Kung Fu was a, you know, a bit of a sea change when the Matrix came, or you know, prior to that when Jackie Chan kind of first hit America, and, and ninja movies were the big thing in the 80s, I think Muay Thai and Muay Baran for movies, I think really kind of helped out um, it kind of bridged the gap to like more MMA fight style choreography that you're seeing in movies now. Um, Don't you do Muay Thai a little bit? Uh, yeah, I've been doing Muay Thai since 97. Yeah. So you're coming up on a little bit then? On a little bit. But when I say that, I don't mean every single day I'm kicking a tree, uh, I, but it means I've been practicing. It doesn't mean I always train, but I can go into a Muay Thai class right now and, and be okay. And I've sparred. I've, I've sparred for, we've had a few pro fighters come into my gym and I've, I've still gotten beaten up, but I just <laughs> haven't died. Uh, so I, I, I baby I, steps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 when I moved to Hawaii, I started training Muay Thai with Krukam from Thailand, and, and he was very old school in how he trained us, so it was very similar to this. Like, we actually did kick trees, and we actually did a lot of pretty intense training that I'm glad I did when I was 19 versus now that I'm 35, uh, because my body probably would not be able to handle it now. So, um, but, you know, and, and so, yeah, when, uh, and even prior to that, when I was doing Jeet Kune Do, when I fought in the Shidokan, uh, I, I was starting to test my feet and Muay Thai. And that was a huge, basically, if you look at all my martial arts training up until then, uh, there's, there's pre Muay Thai and there's post Muay Thai. And, and there are two very different things. Just like I think on screen fight choreography is pre Ong Bak and post Ong Bak. I think it's much the same way. So how do you feel about Ong Bak as a movie, as I mean, a watching it, experience? Uh, it's aw- It's unbelievable to watch because it's like, how are they not dead? Like, I mean, yeah. it's literally like, how are any of these people still walking is, is amazing. Say what you want about, I, I don't think anybody's going to be watching this for an acting clinic, nor even a directing clinic. But when it comes to just insane feats of humanity, 
these guys are able to pull off. It's amazing. And then not only that, but like you actually get into the characters during the fights. Tony Jaa, aside from being just an amazing martial artist, he actually develops quite a bit of pathos when he's fighting. You you feel for him. You believe him. You root for him. He does all the right things. So whenever he's like when a puppy, whenever there's a fight or or a set piece, an action set piece on this thing, the film just comes alive in a way that few films do. And then it's just oh god, they're talking again. Um, <laughs> so it's these gigantic peaks and valleys, but you're so hyped off of the peaks that you don't mind the valleys so much. Yeah. Mike, what's your thing with Ong Bak? Because you're all fightish. I agree with what Eddie said. You can definitely tell there's a huge difference after Ombak and, and the way it influenced Hollywood films. I remember the, not that this was super Hollywood, but I remember the first, one of the first Kung Fu movies that came out after was Unleashed. And you could tell it was like Yen Wuping saw Ombak and went, I want to do that. I want to be, I want to do the Kung Fu, but I want them kicking each other in the head like that. You know, it's remained that way pretty much since then. And fighting in movies has gotten a lot more brutal and realistic unless you're doing now you, now you're specifically either doing a wire Fu movie or you're doing a movie like Ombak in some way. You know, I haven't actually seen the sequels, so I can't speak to those. Um, I did see the protector, Tom Yung Goong. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I do remember seeing this one and going, I have, never seen a movie (laughs) a fight movie like this (laughs) i've never seen this before because obviously you know um jackie chan was very famous in his day for doing all of his own stunts and Mm -hmm. you know jumping from a building to a helicopter and and all this business and doing it like a goddamn fool yeah doing it without wires doing it without safety nets and and stuff like that but that was you know in the late 80s early 90s and then he got older and probably wiser and and stopped doing (laughs) quite such insane things and then tony jaw shows up and he's like not only am i doing crazy things like doing this a split slide under trucks but all my friends i'm kicking him in the head yeah like as hard as i can you know and it's like and and that's really the brutality and the fact that not only are they not pulling their punches but this is not movie fighting this is just just fighting hitting each other hard yeah um and like you said you watch it and go this should not be allowed This absolutely should not be allowed, and it probably isn't anywhere other than Thailand. Um, exactly. But after that initial reaction, you go, well, it's already done, so there's no point in being upset about it. I guess I'll just watch it and go I don't for think the anybody died? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. But yes, and, and the raid recently, um, most recently, is like the, definitely the... I feel like that's going to be the next sea change as well. Yeah. The Indonesian Penchax lot styles in. Yeah. Antoine, making your first podcast appearance. You just kicked ass in the lightsaber thing, so I'm, I'm psyched about this commentary. What's your history with Ong Bak? I mean, is, it, is this a movie that you've seen a lot? Do you like? I've seen it like three times. Do you tend to watch like fight movies and kung fu movies and, and that whole sort of genre of things? Or I'm a casual watcher of like kung fu movies. That's way more than me, dude. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm not, but I, yeah, I've seen I've seen a few, but I'm not like I'm not a fanatic or anything like that. Um, I don't know, like I don't know the names of the moves they do and all that kind of stuff. I just say, oh, that's cool. He uses his elbow and his knee. How do you feel about Ong Bak? Uh, it was really cool. I really like, in particular, that it's in a different part of a region of the world that I've never s- experienced before. And now you see it a lot. You see um, Thailand. Thailand a whole lot more now. Hangover. Oh uh, yeah, Hangover. <laughs> um, that what was that one with um, Ryan Gosling? The one that just oh, uh, Only God Forgives. Yeah, that Which one is as well. a Muay Thai movie as well. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh and, no, I want to see it. And now I feel I don't know. <laughs> Ryan Gosling and Muay Thai. I think I think as an American, I feel very limited in what I know about the world, and I like seeing things like this. Like I only know about like China and Kung Fu or Japan and samurai or whatever, but I don't know much about Muay Thai or the Indonesian, you know, stretch of islands. I'm seeing this more from like a worldly view, less from like a Kung Fu view, I guess. Works for me. You're at the point where the Magnolia logo has faded to black, like we are here. Go ahead and put your finger on that play button and click with me. Three, two, one, unpause. 
and we are in. Uh, which and apparently it's the uh, uh, Europa logo yes. outside of the U.S. Uh, I, I don't remember seeing where oh digital factory okay yeah. that one that one i remember seeing on the uh in case you Netflix. happen to need an extra uh, unpause point i'll tell you in a second when the actual first shots of footage appear yeah. right <laughs> these movies always have a, a bunch of different distribution logos especially uh foreign import films. For, right. yeah mm-hmm. especially where it's multi-foreign right now stars because this is a thai film acquired by a european uh, film. God damn it, it's another logo acquired yeah. acquired by uh you know an american distributor so it's yeah this is the actual production company here or no, that's actually the distribution company here. Oh, they use the Europa, <laughs> Europa Corp. Corp. Yeah, oh, I'll just wait so. for the first frame of actual footage. Oh my god! Right now, okay, yeah, now we're into go. footage. Now we're into footage and some really bad. Uh, actually, I like this title sequence as well. There should be, we should make a distinction now early on. Um, there is Muay Thai and then there is Muay Thai Baran or just Muay Baran. Muay Baran is the style that they use here. It's a more kind of formal style of, of Muay Thai kickboxing. If you go learn Muay Thai, which is what I've learned. It's it, it's more it, it looks just like it's 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 kickboxing, uh, but Muay Baran is has more similarities. I guess it's like Muay Thai packaged as karate. There are forms. It's a bit more rigid. It's a bit more uh, you know uh, syncopated, as it were. Um, so especially in the scene later on where he's going to do kind of like that little uh, where he's shouting the names of the different moves he's doing, um, you see it's a bit more formal. Therefore, it also kind of lends itself to film a bit better because it's a bit the the moves are bigger and grander uh than like just straight ring proven muay thai kickboxing if you go to muay thai if you go to thailand now and study at fairtex or any of these other schools or sit yutong then it's um you'll learn more of a ring style this is muay bran which is more of a it's the it's the style that they teach the military kind of is like their hand-to-hand movement so put this movie in context for me yes had there been movies I, I don't know how to be more specific than to say like this up until this point. So, you know, either film, I mean, yes, in Thailand, but not that broke through and became sort of international, sort of captured the world's attention. It's like there have been Kung Fu movies for years, but it, it took Enter the Dragon to right. kind of break that in. The so Americas why this one? Europe. What happened here? Uh, a combination of reasons. Right time, right? He submitted this footage to, uh, I think Luke Besson's company was the one who kind of saw it first. Yeah. And that, and people were like, "Oh shit, you got to see this." And I remember this actually screened at Cannes, uh, if I remember correctly. And that was when, and that's, and that's also since it's not just a film festival but a film market, people were like, "Oh crap, we got to." And I think, yeah, Miramax uh, had a hand in distribution as well. And so when you and it, and what a great scene to open up with here because this is just this is all practical. Like yeah. when these these dudes are actually kicking each other and climbing and falling off this tree. There's a bit of gag work here in terms of stunts. There's mats underneath dirt. Yeah. Not that one. Uh, <laughs> well, you can tell the higher they go, and yeah. on the on the wider shots, you can tell when they're hitting yeah. pretty soft. But that's, when they're that's dirt there. When that's they're that a, when they're this low, they often yeah. are just hitting the dirt. Like that's a that's a practical bump. But from that point on, you'll see it's a crash mat underneath dirt, and you'll see it like right yeah. there. Yeah. But he still he still you know is hitting all those branches. And I I it's it's funny because sometimes sometimes it's a little bit. Um, when they do, you know, a, a stunt from yeah. multiple angles, and they reshow it. Yeah, they do yeah. it. They do it in a couple cases where it's like, okay, fine. But there are a couple cases where I assumed it was like an effect shot, yeah. and they're like, no, no, here's another no. angle that really happened. Yeah, the, <laughs> the operating theory I have is if they show it twice, hospital. If they show it three times, dead. Yeah, like this guy just died. So we and that's his, that. that's his in memoriam. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's not the case, but um, in the arms of an angel. Yeah, I think this one is. Oh no, because he because it's cutting in. So he's yeah, a lot so he, he just probably fell off an apple yeah. box or something. Uh, my buddy Sean, uh, Sean Baby on the internet, he that's the big Flint. crash mat one yeah. there. Um, 
he got to interview Tony Jaw for press of this for uh, the Wave magazine, which was the Bay Area magazine he was writing for. At the Tony Jaw is the actor, right? Yes, Tony yeah. Jaw is the the he plays Ting in this. So half of his questions were simply like, oh, it was basically Chris Farley interview. It's like, remember that time you did the thing and the guy fell down? And then he would always punctuate like, that guy's dead, right? <laughs> um, and uh-huh. Tony Jaw would always, after it was translated, Tony Jaw would always laugh, speak in Thai for about 30 seconds and the translator would simply respond back, no, he's fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I always feel like I'm missing something then. I know, right? So uh, this is, I don't know why, Story-wise, I don't know why this is here other than to just simply say we're not fucking around. Yeah. You, you, need, so you need an interesting cold open, yeah. I guess. It's basically, yeah, it's the cold open of we're not fucking around. This is this, is this you know. Um, and this guy's clearly pretty special. Yeah, yeah. this it's guy's special low. and this is a, this is in a village with uh, we will, I don't, I, I don't know how unusual this tradition is, but it's a, it's got its own traditions right. that are very important to it. You know, you I, know? I got to say, rewatching this, uh, this absolutely the footprint in the in the snow, uh, uh, Trey's whole thing with the adats, it, it plays here. Once you see the one big fall where guy legit lands, they're able to cut away more, and you still yeah. buy it, and it still feels much the same way. The footprint in the snow thing, we don't mention often enough. Yeah. what the context of those things is. They're all in the in the glossary somewhere on the website, but I forgot where they are now. Footprint <laughs> in the snow just refers to this precept that was later proven to be not exactly right, but the the thought is solid. The thought is very is very is very good, which is when they were working on the initial Hoth sequence in Empire Strikes Back. You're seeing these big adats, and they're stop motion things. You know, it's it's a big thing that they're moving frame by frame by frame, and it's a big giant heavy metal thing that's supposed to you know you would imagine when it stomps its foot down it poofs out this huge thing of snow every time it does a footfall. But that's almost impossible to do in stop motion. It would be a massive pain in the ass to do that. So the logic was, we're going to do the very first shot. The first time you see an ad at, it's the foot coming into the ground, just huge frame, just foot, poof. And you see the snow right up front. And once you've seen that and sort of established that as the grammar, and then you can cut to a wide chart of the ad at, your brain just sort of assumes that there's snow poofs now and you don't have to actually do it every time. Footprint in the snow. It turns out that's not actually how the sequence plays in Empire. The foot, the foot shot that we're talking about happens several minutes into it. But yeah, that's the idea behind the footprint in the snow. Yeah, we've been talking about that for like several years. Then we finally did Empire and went, "Oh my god, we're awful <laughs> and suck. This is the worst." Um, can't be understated the in terms of plot to the movie and also just to Tony Jaa personally. Uh, Buddhism is a huge component of this, not just from plot wise, but like I mean, the Ong Bak is the name of the their bodhisattva statue. That gets beheaded and all this bit of business. That Does Ongbok mean something in particular, or Ongbok, is it just a name? Ongbok is the name of their bodhisattva. Bodhisattva is it's kind of like a sub Buddha. It's like they've they've reached enlightenment, and it's kind of like so. It, Ongbok is Thai for Jesus Junior, kind of like a like a more almost like a, a saint, like maybe? a saint, yeah, like yeah. sainthood. It's it's basically sainthood. Uh, and so Ongbok is their is this village's particular bodhisattva, and so as a result. Um, you know, that's, that's spiritually, that's their, their home. Uh, in real life, Tony Ja is a Buddhist monk. Uh, he, he actually just left the monastery a couple of years ago. Um, but he's, you know, a huge part of it and it works very well in the context of this. I think it almost is a detriment in later films because Ongbok three in particular is like so aggressively Buddhist and the fights are overly influenced by the religion to where it's just not entertaining to watch. Um, this is what I was referring to earlier. This is where he's going to shout out. I thought this out. was so cool. I he's love doing this. the forms. He's doing, yeah. he's basically doing the form and he's basically, it's just a stance. Uh, crocodile tails is that kick elephant face is the, uh, yeah, it's the tusks. There we go. Uh, and, and what great 
move names. Holy crap. Yeah. And also the, the way he's doing Hera. it too is like he's very clean with it. Like yeah. it's not so easy clean. doing this stuff. He makes it look really easy, yeah. but like all this stuff he has a great balance doing. It's that. one thing to be flexible lower body and get high kicks, but to do many of the elbow postures he's doing, you need exceptional upper body flexibility, which is people kind of forget. Yeah. Even like guys who can do the splits, not all of them can do some of the stuff he does. He does this backwards reverse elbow that comes over the top as he bends over. That's just ridiculous. Um, but Muay Thai loosely translated the art of eight limbs. So you're striking equally with legs, with knees, with elbows and fists. You'll see knees and elbows in karate and Kung Fu and some other styles, but there's not nearly as much of an emphasis on it in Muay Thai, which is part of the reason why it lends itself to actual fighting because you transition from ranges very easily. You can throw a kick and then very easily be in a clinch range and throw knees and elbows. Is there a form of martial art that you would be more worried about should you find yourself in a street situation where you're in a fight with someone? More than... What I'm getting at is in an actual scrap, which martial art will kick your ass the hardest and fastest? That's that's a broken paradigm to look at it through because it really doesn't matter what you do. It it more matters who does it. Like a guy who just... A guy who is a fighter to his core who doesn't know anything and just wings haymakers, you want to be careful of but I mean, you know, I I know a lot of styles. That doesn't mean I'm gonna be the most threatening guy in the street. Well, yeah. You know which I mean? would you like, be the most scared of? Then I guess, like, uh, oh again, god, I'm, oh god, I'm again, dealing with this it's, guy. It's a it's a broken analogy because it just it doesn't really matter what they do. I'm probably I can tell you what I'd be less scared of, and that's probably like taekwondo. But again, I've got my ass kicked by taekwondo guys. Like, so it's it it you know, uh, I would say something well rounded. Krav guy isn't necessarily a bad choice. Um, a, a good Muay Thai fighter will will really make you hurt. Yeah. Um, Robin, Robin, in the chat room said the right answer. He said, "What what matters is what you know. Yeah, it depends on what you <laughs> exactly. know. That, that if thing. you know nothing and the guy knows just a little bit more, it's scary. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's that's the thing. Like, um, and that it's, that's it's not to, not to just derail your question. Muay Thai, when done well, is is extraordinarily brutal. Uh, just because the mechanics of the way they throw a kick is unique to that style, you don't see their kicking mechanic in a lot of other martial arts which is why it's propagated so well in um in mma and and other fighting styles how much of that like mma how much of mma's prominence now and also muay thai's prominence as an as a major constituent part of mma fighting oh like how much of the percent how much of that is the cornerstones of uh, mma uh, well how much of that is a result of this muay thai is is broadly is broadly known it's like a a household known style largely because of this i think and 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 probably because of mma's uh, uh, increased influence as well the the triumvirate like if you're only going to study three things and enter mma it'd be wrestling jujitsu muay thai and then you're good you know, you get the wrestling for the takedowns and the controlling. Wait, you what's jujitsu again? Remind me. Wrestling jujitsu, it's 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 like wrestling, but you're wrestling for a submission hold, for a choke, a joint lock. Uh, I all, see. The, all the finishes. Is that on the a ground. Japanese origin? The jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu is specifically Japanese, but okay. Brazilian jiu-jitsu is specifically they focused on what's called newaza or the groundwork. Uh, so it's kind of like just like judo's repurposed jujitsu. Brazilian jujitsu is repurposed everything. So, gotcha. um, anyway, so back to the story here. Uh yeah the the statue has been beheaded uh and by the local Bangkok mafia which I'm not I'm actually not clear on why they're stealing these things because the even the the ultimate villain basically goes nah these aren't worth anything to me yeah, like, it, it's, yeah. it's a total MacGuffin like I'm very confused by this whole thing it's a paper thin MacGuffin yeah. I mean I I guess because if you saw him all you needed was one scene of him like selling one uh, ten million bot please. Mm-hmm. That's all you needed. That's okay. Cool. He's selling them for money because yeah. they're they're worth something. But his is just like this anti-religious spite for the sake of it, which just seems like bad business. It's just mm-hmm. this investment of resources for literally no gain. 
I mean, it's quite funny. But he does say like, when the when the aggressively it yeah. gets like a little bit more funnier. Like when the boss like will have that one comes up with the boss, he says, Oh, I got the head, and he's like, That why would you do that? You jerk. Like yeah. you're so mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um You being a dick right now? You being a dick right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ty Michael Sheen? Or not Michael Sheen, who am I thinking of? Uh Shannon. Michael Shannon. I mean, this is pretty much just standard Hero's Journey stuff. Now this they really had they actually had to rewrite this in the American translation so it became a bit more clear because you're not going to see this again until the very yeah. end. Uh, keep a closer heart. That's basically the that's basically the the red mushroom that he'll eat and that oh. gives him his power ups when he's you know when he needs it most. Yeah, that's I remember he he ate that he, and then he spits it on his and forearms. then spits it spits it on his forearms and I I had completely forgotten this scene yeah. rewatching it and I went oh that just must be like a. He, you know, it'll numb his skin yeah. so that he can fight harder or whatever. My my Muay Thai crew in Hawaii, I mean, he was, ex- I mean, extraordinarily su- uh, su- superstitious. And you see a lot of Muay Thai boxers get uh, small tattoos of, of little kind of like glyphs on their elbows and on their knees and on their shins. And um, and he straight up told me, he's like, oh, it's magic. He's like, no, no doubt. It's like, it's magic. And he's like, and if you're ever hurt, let me know because it's magic. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, crew calm. Uh, and, uh, but I mean, that's you know the the sort of like there's a lot of shamanism in sort of rural Thai to this day, uh, and luck and fortune and chance are like are are really big elements of it. Interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. So they're they're it, it it is a clear you know where they literally believe if we don't have the head back, we're all going to die of, yeah. of famine and plague. And it's like okay, we better go get that. Um, <laughs> there's and uh, you know nobody out there is going to argue. Well, it's probably not true. Actually, there's no real. I always find that. that kind of getting in the way so. of me appreciating these, but that might also be a part of. I mean, there's there's three aspects to that. One is I'm an atheist, right? right. But you know that's not uncommon on this particular podcast. Well, Two is I didn't grow up with it. Sure. And then just three is you know general sort of skepticism, sort of, of thing. Course. Because yeah. in, in movies like this that I've seen, and there haven't been many of them, the the sort of spirituality aspect of it and and buying into the premise. Is something I've historically had a problem with. Of Ultimately, course, yeah. you just have to decide. I I'll let you have it. Yeah. Ultimately, but I always, it like, always okay. pushes me away a little bit. This is the it's, world in which they live. Yeah. In. It yeah. matters to it matters to him. Right. And whether or not there would actually be, you know, a horrible crisis if he doesn't succeed, he believes there will be. Right. And that's all that really matters. And that's what that's enough to drive him forward to do the things that he's going to do. Right. Um. And and ultimately, that's what you know. As we've talked about on on other episodes, it's like it doesn't have to be the actual end of the world, it would just be the end of the world to him. Yeah. Right. Scope versus scale. Yeah. And they show, they show the drought and they show like sort of real world consequences. They kind of check in throughout the movie with the village and stuff. And you'll see that. Um, it, it's interesting because uh, Buddhism is largely, you know, they call it the secular religion. It's, it's, there's not, um, and just like there's many different kinds of Christianity and other religion, there's many different offshoots of, of Buddhism. And when you get into like the Buddhism that's popular in Thailand and, and sort of Southeast Asia, it does get a bit more religious. Uh, there's a, you know, there's more actual prayer as opposed to med- meditation. Um, whereas, you know, Zen Buddhism and, and, and the Mahayana sect that kind of travels through China and Japan, you, you get, I think this is, I think this is, I could be wrong, but this is, I believe under the Visayana tree. So therefore it's much more, there's much more mythology. There's much more, uh, 
idolatry. There's much more sense of the divine actually taking place as opposed to Zen monks, which it's just it's like Catholic Buddhism. Yeah. Where Zen monks is, 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 I mean, they often call it the atheist religion. You know, it's, it's, it's actually broadly more philosophical. There's no creation myth. There's no, um, punishment reward system. There's no interface with the divine. There's no, um, all these things that, that define a religion. Buddhism does not physically share. Is there hats and cake? Uh, there are hats. There's many hats. I would actually recommend uh, Hardcore Zen. Don't change the subject. Uh, no, Is there cake? There's no cake. Damn it. I will not. Maybe. Um, All right. In, in some monasteries, there's a there's a yummy soup. Um, but I would actually recommend Hardcore Zen. Uh, it's a Brad Warner. He was a former bass player for an Akron, Ohio punk band in the early 80s. And you, he did the whole early Akron punk scene with Devo and all that other stuff. And he went on to work on Ultraman in Japan and then mm. also became um, ordained Buddhist Zen Buddhist monk. Is Hardcore Zen a religion or a movie? No, it's a book. And it's his oh, okay. blog. Uh, Hardcore Zen, Sit Down and Shut Up. Those are all of his books. And, and uh, I've met the guy. Really interesting dude. And he's got, he's got sort of more... Um, he really kind of processes it in adaptable terms. But there's also, and, and I'm, I haven't read the book and I'm no expert, but I just remember, cause like you talked about Tony jaw is an ordained monk. Yeah. He went, and there was a big thing he did on Bach too. And then they were like, Oh yeah, he's, he's leaving movies to go yeah. become a monk. And everyone went, what the fuck? And, and <laughs> everyone who knew about it went, no, no, that's a that's thing fine, that yeah. they do. He'll be back in yeah, like yeah, three yeah. years. Oh, no, holy, uh, holy shit. I'm sorry. There were like rumors that he had like some sort of scuffle with like a director and then yeah. he tried to do something himself. And He had a breakdown yeah. on the set of Ong Bak 2, literally right. fled into the forest and just was gone for two months and then like showed back up. Yeah, I and that was cool. That. Yeah, it's like yeah. So Muay Thai Dave he, Chappelle. He played, yeah, exactly. He kind of plays it down, but... Um, but yeah, this is actually like a big thing in Thailand is sort of like the lamenting of the city life and, and just how urbanization lead it just, they really view it as like antagonism, especially from where Tony Jaw's from. Tony Jaw is from very much from a village like that in, in Thailand where it's very rural. Um, I've had a lot of friends, a lot of friends go to Thailand, um, to train because it's pretty cheap over there. You can, my buddy said I lived like a King for 800 bucks the entire month. He's like, and I stayed in hotels and ate really good food and um just because the the the, just the money translation over there from most western countries works out really well um my buddy jason chambers hosted the show for history called human weapon and they did their pilot in thailand and uh i mean they went to some of the best muay thai gyms in the world and yet there are like fighters sleeping on cots on a stone floor and like i mean it's just like it's there's a lot of poverty kind of in your face uh and and because of that it's sort of developed this resentment between the rural and is it poverty or institutional humility no it's poverty it's poverty it's it's not institutional humility at all like the 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 rural areas and the villages are more or more intentional humility that you'll see um, that's just poor as for as for Tony job being able to be a monk and come back that's I mean yeah you receive Dharma transmission and then like you shave your head you wear a robe and then Monday you're back at work I mean it's no. you know uh, the the head of the Soto sect uh, Nishijima sensei uh, famously worked at a makeup company and mm-hmm. he's also the head of the Soto sect of Zen Buddhism <laughs> it, for the world you know what I mean so it's like uh, and, and until he retired and so you know it's it or, or of uh, Dogen Saga with his particular soda Sangha but um, I knew some of those words yeah <laughs> but Sangha is like a kind of like a church it's right. like a particular church in the chat room elsewhere makes a perfect point um, about me and my thing about can I can I get myself into this if it's this whole sort of spiritual thing that I may or may not actually buy he's like do you like Indiana Jones 
Conceded. You win. Good well, point. Uh, although, to be fair, w- with Indiana Jones, they do make a point of within the world of Indiana Jones, this is real and it's significant. I guess that that's true. It there really is, has these it, yeah, it is, properties. It, it isn't mysticism in Indiana Jones. It is evident, like manifest, God's here, angels are here, they will tear your face off and melt you if you're a Nazi, which well, I guess does change one, the real... I mean... It, this one has... Well, this one this, does this, have This movie takes place in our world. Indiana Jones takes place in a world that is just like ours except God is real. <laughs> right, well... Well, okay, that was offensive, but you know what I said? You, no, know, you know what I mean? I don't mind. You know what I mean? But, uh, I'm not the, even either. Uh, no, but it's... It's it's worth noting that that I think this movie... I think, Like you said, it cuts back to them and they're having drought and stuff like that, so clearly this movie taking... This movie takes place in their view of the world where that is a real thing and that is a real problem it's not just you then know, what is the then what is the difference that you're elucidating between this and indy in terms of setting up i think i the, think the, the the spiritual MacGuffin. i, I just think we're less familiar with it so we're less likely to to just buy it plausibly you yeah know? well in my case you know that would if i the thing i broke it down to into three options earlier that means that it's just i didn't grow up with this sort of thing yeah sort of thing because i did i did grow up with indiana jones and don't mind at all so maybe yeah. it is just a cultural thing having not grown up with it and all is there a lot of crime in Thai, uh, Thailand? Or is yeah, it? yeah. Okay. I was like, is it just poverty, or is there also uh, crime a lot, as well? There's a lot of organized crime. I okay. mean, uh, all, there's a lot of there's a lot of fixed fights. There's a lot of. I mean, there's just it's. So, like your buddy visiting there, was he ever like? Did he have any stories about like being in danger, or was he like, oh, it was cool? Like, not, I, was I mean, there there are just parts of the country you don't go to. Oh, I see. Straight I see. up, especially uh, western towards Burma, you kind of stay away from that region. Uh, yeah, like, which uh, they make a point of even yeah. in this movie. Burm, the Burmese Thai thing that is a real rivalry. That is a real uh, you know hometown neighbor kind of you know we hate each other sort of thing. Also, interestingly enough, in this and in other movies from Thailand, a lot of the villains are, are Australian. Uh, because Thailand's view Australia as like a villainous people, like wow. the, the, not educated. I mean, I'm just saying like the the overall prejudice that exists because they. It's like, what's the history of Australia? Oh, it's like, well, it was a British prison colony. Done. They're all criminals. Like that's how no. they uh, view it. So like the guy you'll see here in a bit who's like, hey, fuck Muay Thai. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's Australian. That's he's right. Australian. Yeah. And then uh, Nathan Jones, who's the gigantic mass of humanity in the Protector, uh, or Tom Young Goon. He's um he's famously Australian and he's just a gigantic wall of a human being. This this guy with the bet, it's like you you would think at some point he would learn. He would learn. Yeah. But it's like, no, to come on. And it's funny too, I like how you they know, had, pride. had the, the voice thing with him because it gives a little bit more comedy to it. Like all the stuff in the city is more funny, I think, than when they gets into like his village and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Although, Go ahead. Go, no, you go. No, I, I actually forgot what I was going to say. All right. <laughs> and that was probably real too, right? Him yeah. putting him on his back. like that. Well, that's actually a pro wrestling move. That's a backbreaker. And, and you actually see a, a, a decent amount of like pro wrestling style stuff in here, believe it or not. Yeah. There's, uh, they, they make the point that uh, there's, they said there was no wire work or anything like oh, that. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure I believe that just in a couple of cases. I don't think there there's wire work for a lot of the major stuff, but I feel like uh, just on, you know, on a on a kung fu movie level, it's like some of the hits I'm like that's that looks like a, an ankle pull, you know, I, I th- or something yeah, I think, like that. I think uh I think there's I think the claim is like there's no wires on Tony. Okay. And I think like anything Tony does is wire free. Okay. Uh, okay, that's fair. Because to, and, yeah. and you know what? I'm 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 I've come full circle. I'm I'm fully anti wire work now and like mm. when I see um 
because it's so hard to do right and i just I, it got so overused and overplayed i mean the fucking olsen twins in their movie did wire work you know i mean it was just like <laughs> oh i would be over it too if there was, i there had was, seen that then yeah. there was a, a zero there was like a zenith of just like good god what are we doing um and uh so i don't mind it though when it's like you said an ankle pick or like a, yeah. just something to actually help or anything that goes horizontally i don't yeah. mind you know what i mean like yeah like stunt gagging just to just to make it that he's kick, you know right the kick it looks harder because the guy got yanked you know 20 feet instead of just falling right um so okay to to have that clarify I mean, there's also like the there's also the moment in um uh, in the, at the Burmese fight at the end, where the yeah. guy's hitting him with his knee and going up and down, I'm like, yeah. that guy's on a wire. Yeah, <laughs> the the Burmese style of fighting is actually called bando, and uh-huh. it's extraordinarily similar to to, uh, to Muay Thai. Um, it's kind of like I you know I say I do a screma, uh, which is a, a, a it's a style of it's a, Fili- a Filipino style I do, but there are also Filipino arts called arnis and kali, and people always ask me like, well, what's the difference between a screma, arnis, and kali? and boom, right there, that's our first big yeah. hit. Yeah. The, the overall philosophy that they have here is hit you extraordinarily hard, but in safe places, yes. mostly. And right there is perfect, because where does it hit? It hits his shoulder and it hits across his chest. Yeah, so lots of, lots of uh, surface area, both for the guy and yeah. also... If you were really doing that, you'd probably come in more with your knee, whereas he comes in Flush with his on the full thigh. thigh. Yep. Yeah, Flush all the on way the across. Thigh. Which makes it look actually more brutal because he's yep. hitting him harder and pushing him down to the ground but it's actually safer to do and it's like people always wonder it's like well wouldn't that hurt as well if it's over a larger surface area it's like no it's it's more concentrated on a smaller surface area yeah it's the difference if i hit you with 100 pounds of force with a baseball bat or a ball peen hammer which one's going to hurt more and do the more damage the hammer yeah. because it's the same it's amount of force in a tinier yeah. you know uh stretch of yeah try down. it yourself yeah po- poke yourself with your finger in like on like your forearm like really hard and then put your the same fist. amount of po- force behind a fist yeah it's, you're gonna the finger's gonna hurt more. <laughs> exactly distribution yeah now obviously you don't throw a finger jab because your finger is, is challenge is fragile yeah and it'll crumple and you'll damage yourself so that's always the the challenge is like you want you want to hit him with something that'll withstand the force but not you know but not so large you do, that's why you don't club somebody with your forearm if you want to hit him you hit him with your fist you know yeah What's Tony's um, origin story like? Like, where did he come from? Like, is this this is his first film, right? Ombak is his first. No, he did a lot. He did a lot of films. He was a he was a Liu Kang stunt double in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, so he's been and, around. And for a I while. think he had I think he had worn the Sub Zero suit for a couple of times because mm-hmm. Chris Cosmasa did in the first film, didn't come back for the second. No, no blame there. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Tony Jaa got started that way. He he grew up idolizing Jackie Chan and and the same people we did. Um, and just at 15, he has started apprenticing under Rena Picard, I think his name is. I'll have to check the wiki on that. Um, uh, who was a uh, kind of a journeyman Thai stuntman who had done a bunch of stuff. He had stunt doubled for basically any production that had come through. And then um, when you know, they had done a bunch of camera tests for sort of like their concepts on this. Uh, let me see the name here. Um, and uh, as a result... Um, you know, they, they kind of came up with these ideas. Oh, uh, Pana Riddikrai. Pana Riddikrai is his name. And they come up with a lot of these ideas here and a lot of these notions for how to do some of these stunts. And they just had a really good working relationship. And then they did a bunch of camera tests and then they got financing. I think they got like two like 200 million bot to do this. And um, there's actually a little like 
during scenes in Thai, there's actually written like, hello, Steven Spielberg. We'd love to work with yeah. you. Like there's yeah. like, or like, hello, hello, uh, not Jean Reno, but um, Luc Besson. Luc Besson and that. Which wound up working. Which yeah, worked really cool. well, uh, apparently, because uh, Luc Besson still does like a lot of stuff in, uh, with some Thai production. And companies. like I said, he, he loved it so much. He was like, I want to do that. And that became Unleashed, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> How many much. of the, uh, this sort of fight movie where it's a fight genre movie, uh, films follow a, a pretty similar formula because it seems like all the ones that I've seen with one exception have been random dude who happens to be really good at X uh, gets called in to save the day and he fights his way until unwittingly and doesn't want to and doesn't want doesn't to want unwittingly because it's against his beliefs right and he only I mean know, it's it's the hero's journey and it's it's Luke and it's the force. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it, well, it's just so easy to do. It's, it's just, it's like, I mean, the same thing with the matrix. They, they, the, those guys love cyberpunk. They love anime. They love Kung Fu movies. We want to do a story that plays well in those sandboxes. Hero's journey. Like it just, it's one size fits all. Um, it's, it's, it's a variation on the hero's journey that, that some, you're yeah, right is, twists. is particularly um, kind of, well, what's the main difference? To the, well, the main difference is that he, it's it's not like he doesn't know something and then discovers it along the way. It's, it's like, like if the hero's journey involved Obi Wan and not Luke. Yeah, it's That's like a really good it's like he's it. got yeah. he's got the you know, it's it's the genie in a bottle story yeah. really. It's like he's he's he could fucking whoop everyone's ass, but he doesn't want to, and it's only at the it's only at the very end that he fully embraces his power and you know kicks the ass of of everybody and that's why and that's and actually fully i mean obviously he's been doing ass kicking all the way through but it's only at the end that he's like okay you know what i'm going to put an end to all of the leashes off yeah Yeah. same thing on the protector once he finally sees you know spoiler alert once he finally sees the skeleton of the elephant there that's when he loses his damn mind that's when he like Um, fights like a hundred guys breaks all their arms yeah and it's it's all joint locks and it's all just really crunchy snappy stuff um, is there a lot of crossover movies? Like, I'll say kung fu, but you know what I mean. Are there a lot of like film noir kung fu movies, or is it all pretty much generic action movie plus kung fu? Uh, if there are, I mean, I'm maybe I think if Mike and I sat around and thought yeah. of it for a while, we so could not not many. Like, not there's, many. There's not no. a lot, not a lot of romantic comedies with kung fu in them. Well, or well, there, you know, there's a romantic comedy plot, but there's not like like a wacky hijinks comedy kung fu movie, really. Well, I mean, a lot of, I mean, a lot kung of fu hustle. kung fu hustle, exactly. Would That's be, a really would good. Be a great example. Are the fight yeah, scenes in that Shaolin soccer, serious? Yeah. Are like, are they kidding with the fight scenes too, or are they it, good well, fight scenes in a comedy? It's, it's they're comedic, but they're also very good. I think in so in it's like those. Ghostbusters comedy where it's funny. But you're us, still telling but the story. But it's a real yeah. thing. It's a legit, them. yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. This game they're playing, by the way, is called Pan 9. It's very popular in Southeast Asia. Uh, and I know this because I used to do poker tournaments out at the Commerce. And uh, to get to the tournament area, I had to pass through the Pan 9 area. And, do you oh know my how God, it works? It, you get three cards and you have to get closest to nine. So if you go over 10 and you get to like 18, you're still close to nine. Oh, so, I see, yeah. I see. And you're, and you're dealt like in increments. And then you make, there's like, you know, there's like layers of betting that you do. And uh, so yeah, she's basically winning. Sounds every a lot like blackjack. I love what, I, but Kinda, there's yeah, there's but such terrible cheaters. Yeah, though. they're not cheating very. But good. there's because no way there's no way to bust. To, there's no way to bust in this. Yeah, I know. But it's like if you're if the goal is to get closest to nine and dealing her out nine every time, it's like what's the matter with you? Don't do nine. Well, no, I mean, she she says like I got eight. Like I'm closest yeah. to I'm close to nine here. You can get two kings and a nine and and you win. You know what ah. I mean? So it's like you can get you can end up on seven. But if everybody else is at three and two, you've still got a nine. Mm. Are kings ten? Yeah, kings are kings are I see. same as blackjack. 
So, so two kings and a nine. I have no idea what the origin nine. is. I'm sure there's a story behind it. I don't know it. All I know is that. Well, just God bless it for being a, 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 a game that's easy to understand. Yeah, I, remember, right? I remember watching whichever Pirates of the Caribbean movie it was like several times trying oh, to yeah. figure out how that goddamn dice game worked. Yeah. yeah they even stuff. go out of their way to explain it to you in the movie, and I still have no idea how that game works. No, I don't feel like they go very far out of their way to explain well, no, it. No, but all, what, what I mean is, like, instead of just having them play it and not acknowledge the fact that you don't know how to play it, uh-huh. they nominally try to explain it to you. I'm like, don't bother. Yeah. T- tell me how the game works, you, or just say it's a thing that they understand. You're right not now. helping, because now you're saying additional things that I don't Well, now understand. I have questions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have overexplained. <laughs> I like that moment with the cards. Yep. I'm just going to hide those over there. Yeah. I like him. He has like good comedic beats and everything. I don't know. Is he also like a famous type? In I, I I don't know. Thailand? I know that he ends up in every Tony Jaws. Yeah, somehow. yeah. It must be like his butter. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's Tony Jaws. Jason Muse. <laughs> yeah, yeah <basically. laughs> that's a great way of putting it. That's great. And he and he has like more of a serious role in the Protector. He's more of like he's less he's comic relief now. He's a cop. He's a security guard. I think. But hey, yeah. speaking of writers, of Lost Ark. What? Da, now da, we're watching the American. Da, da. It should be no. We're watching the American theatrical oh. version, which is also the version that's on Netflix. If you're watching it streaming, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, I when I first saw this movie, I got it uh, bootleg at Comic Con 2003, and uh, holy crap, is it longer? It's like it's north of two hours, and there's a huge subplot with uh, Moy. That's her name, uh, Moy's sister, who's like a hooker and a junkie, and there's like a whole a lot more bit of business with um with uh, with Moy, and I forget his name. But uh, there, there's more stuff Humle. in the Humle, yeah, yeah uh, uh, more more stuff with Humle. Um, I always thought like this dude with the sunglasses, he had probably like some horrible scarring that we we're gonna see at some yeah. point, but we never really do. No, it's like his age, dude. Yeah. Now explain the relevance of this analogy so I can wrap my head around it a little bit more. Okay. Are fight scenes to fight movies as musical numbers are to musicals? They in in. In the best cases, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because the musical number should tell the story. Usually it's a transitionary. Either I, I want something or I'm learning something or I'm deciding something or, sort of moment. show insight in what the characters are feeling. It, it's a character and, yeah, transitional yeah. moment thing, ideally, ideally, in, ideally, in a musical. Yeah. Ideally, or at the very least, it should... Um, it needs to serve some kind of plot purpose. I mean, certainly certainly uh, in a lot of... A lot of uh, movies you're going because you like fight scenes and you want to see it so it's like okay the important bit was that this guy is it more like porn or is it more like musical it's more more like musical it's it's it can be like porn it can be like porn it can fall into being like porn and it can at the best of times it's 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 like a musical ideally you're finding a little bit of both because ideally you're getting to the point where it's like okay this scene could have been over a couple minutes ago. You could have had a shorter scene, right. but the fighting is so good and fun, and that's what you're here to see. That we're in, we're in allowing the movie to indulge in it because yes, you could have just had that guy get his arm broken, but it was much more fun. But it's really watching, fun to hear right. her try to sing those very high notes. Yeah, it was much yeah. more fun watching people be, and that's that's exactly it. It's it's high notes. Yeah, it's the high notes. It's it's physically showing off the the technicality and the intricacy and just watching people do things with their bodies that it's like oh my god which again is kind of like porn so um depending on the porn the, yeah i want to talk a little bit about that last little just that little tiny fight scene that we just had if you notice everything that ting does um all he's not fucking him up all he's mm-hmm. doing Defensive. he's grabbing he's swinging them out he's blocking he blocks he blocks a punch with the crown of his head which is actually legitimately very smart uh and he's he's do i mean he's just doing enough they're hurt because he's throwing them into things but he's not actually dialing it up yet so when i praise the choreography of this movie it's not just because it hit hard it hits hard and it all looks awesome and there's flaming feet it's because it knows exactly when to do the right set of stuff he 
Tony Jaa's character Ting is going to have an evolution and his choreography is going to reflect that evolution. So to, to double back on your musical thing, it's like, yeah, you don't want you. You don't start off the movie with and I am telling you this like you, you get there at like, you know, kind of like at the end of act two or you you finish with something strong. You have your, uh, you know, part of your world numbers kind of up front. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, you, you build to those big crescendos. Wait, which was, For more which insights was, on how to properly construct a musical, I direct you to sadmaxmusical.com. There which, you go. Which was, you know, incidentally, the problem with Les Miserables, the movie yeah. at least, it blows the doors off it with I Dreamed a Dream. And right. it's like, okay, I got two hours and 40 minutes left to just yeah. not have that anymore. They should have right. Tarantinoed like, Les Mis and just put that yeah. scene at the end. Right. Hey, I was wondering what happened to her. Oh, yeah. She died like at the beginning. Also, spoilers. This for this foot chase <laughs> is nothing short of phenomenal. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it, it, whoa! What can I possibly say about it that you know it isn't better? determined by, visually but again by the way that, I deliberately I've only seen this movie once I watched it last night I deliberately skipped the fight scenes so uh, that you would get my reactions for them because oh, Jesus. Uh, I, I figured it's like fight scene will happen I wanted to just be able to react to that okay yeah. okay Especially but, the, this um, this looks I'm, like a demo reel for Tony Jaa oh like, yeah it's yeah like, this is well, what this guy can do this no this is a see, parkour, for, first of parkour, all parkour first but of it, all this this movie was basically made entirely as a demo reel yeah. for Tony Jaw. But secondly, this is the <laughs> sequence where there is literally on the wall, I'll point it out. Yeah. It's after he does his uh, his kind of um breakdancing right. kicks on the on the table. Um when he flips off it, the wall in the background says, Hey Spielberg, let's do it together. Oh my yeah. goodness, we gotta see that. Yeah, so. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. It literally says, Yeah, hey Spielberg, let, in let Thai it. or in English? It, well, it's in slightly broken English yeah. because they're Whoa. writing. But yeah, that's real razor wire. He's jumping yeah. through. <laughs> that's a very Jackie Chan thing yes. right yeah. there. That's like pure Jackie Chan. It's like, it's almost like he split himself into two. Yeah, like, it's two characters. You got, yeah. Like, you got like. I think I might like Jackie Chan movies. That's the kind of thing that happens a lot. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> that's where it's all like the time. it's like badass. Oh my god, look at him do this stuff mixed with like Charlie. Chaplin. Oh my god, drunken well, master. I yeah, mean, just, it's you know. it's one. That's exactly what it is. He's Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton. That was Jackie Chan's whole thing. He's His, like, I could be the badass. But everybody's doing the badass thing, yeah. like Bruce Lee. Nobody is doing. Which makes the, it more interesting. It's like Yoda. It's well, no, like, but, once, yeah. you, once you learn more about Yoda, then it's like, why was he fucking with me? That's weird. Yeah. Jackie he's Chan because like, he's bored and he's <laughs> he's funny and aloof. What Jackie Chan came up in the same time, like he was mentored by Sammo Hung and Yuen Biao, and, and like he came yeah. up with those guys. And like Yuen Biao, when you watch him do Corey, I was like, oh, sh- th- this guy's for real. Jackie Chan kind of knew exactly what he could and couldn't be, and and because his own interest skewed him in that direction anyway. This he, this he, gag here. Yeah kills me every time knives for sale knives for sale <laughs> so like it's just like that i mean that that's legitimately funny <laughs> <laughs> and then per, and talk about editing perfect timing just that's great it's so good that's but the, great. Uh, yeah i mean uh i ju- we just saw um anthony and i went to see i think it was police story right. that here we go so when he flips off the table look in right. the in the left hand uh left side of screen um, so yeah right to there the head. we go and, and that gets replayed. Yeah, a few, that's the, because that guy took it to the face. Yeah, and and he and what was interesting is he turned into it yeah. to brace himself for it stronger. He, yeah, he so here we go. Look, momentum. oh, let's do it together. Oh my god, How did I missed yeah. that. Oh my god, is that really in the movie? Did I really just see that? Yeah. Wow. Um, and by and the way, then, this shit would hurt like hell. Oh yeah, chili powder and 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 curry. It's chili pee, yo. That's my signature. But we went to we went to see Mr. White. We went to see Police Story at the Academy Theater, and and Jackie Chan was there, and he did a. Q&A and he was talking about that's how he yeah he, he kind of uh, made a name for himself was you know there's the other guys who, who like Bruce Lee the and yeah. they hit really hard he's like I, I 
I decided I was going to be the, the guy. I punch someone in the face and then go ah, shit, like shake yeah. off the pain. That would have been fist. a perfect point for the glasses to matter because then yeah. he's the only one that doesn't get the chili pee yo in all, his face. All I all I want is to buy a tire Jesus. that has that much spring. To yeah, it. look at him go. <laughs> I don't know. You hit a speed bump and you're flying. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, that's what I'm can, you, can you do flips? Can you do like running flips and stuff? God no. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> Ever been able to do running flips? No. You're in the, they don't Anthony teach you that in the military. No, we're sadly that's the problem with they, the military. They, they, <laughs> cut, they cut funding to running flip camp. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't be cool. We have Speaking like, of, which I and if T you haven't seen this bit of business, which is without wires. Does it? Did they really just do that? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the thing that I love that you haven't seen this yet. This yeah. is amazing. Well, that's what that was my. Not, I knew it was the only thing I could bring <laughs> to it was me going, "Holy shit!" Oh, and this one. Now the car that you're about to see driving is driven by his stunt master because he's the only person that he would trust. F- yeah. Trust wow. not not this bit. You're, Actually, no, that bit and no, the, the bit with the, the SUV. The truck, yeah, because he specifically there said, "I would not do this with anybody else driving this truck." Whoa. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And that's two separate takes. That's not multicam. So oh, really? wow. yeah. all, all those double shots are not multi. Wow. Oh, I love this bit where he just shoves him down and then yeah. turns around. Yeah, really good leg chest. Right. Whoa. There we go. Well, it reminds me of the thing that happens in the tree earlier where he's like, the guy's like fucking with him. He just like slaps yeah. his arms out and pushes Well, that's him. basically, I, I think if anything, that's what that's there for. It's like, oh yeah, he does this. He does this shit all the time at home. It's just it's for real here, where he's playing capture the flag. At <laughs> he home. just he just runs up that one. Yeah. A real uh, uh, one thing that sort of set Muay Thai apart from a lot of other striking arts is the idea of the the leg check. Normally in karate, for instance, they you know they block low kicks with their hands, which is dumb right. because it just it just <laughs> drops your hands and it just exposes you for face shot. Muay Thai was like one of the the only martial arts that says if someone's kicking your leg, you block it with your own shin. Yeah. And so you'll see him like he did in the last, and you'll see him employ. Oh, I do that, that when the ice tray drops out of the freezer yeah, right. exactly. and it always hurts well there's that famous viral clip of a guy doing that and doing it wrong and literally shattering his leg and so his leg bends 90 degrees oh god yeah i remember that yeah. because i mean your shin bone is like i was a just sword. trying to see if that was a cord thing that was just antoine going oh your yeah. shin bone your shin bone is like a, a katana sword meaning that force on force direct it can withstand everything but a katana if you like step on it sideways you'll snap that blade in half because it's not meant to take yeah, stress in that a, direction mm, there's a there's a name there's, for there's it there's a million dollar word for that that kind smart of stress. people use that i don't know it's not torsion so it's like when you practice and that's probably the reason why in, in muay thai was tensile tensile yeah tensile strength. we had to kick the shit out of like pads and trees and and i i preferred birch trees they were kind of soft you know i mean you can get a little bit of rebound off that can you kick uh, with all one the guy in my one guy in my camp in hawaii would kick telephone poles and no. I don't mean tap them. I mean he would fucking kick them. And I, I, uh, that's just I, building muscle. Right? I never, no, not no. muscle. Just uh, developing, uh, calcifying your shin. Yeah, it's basically, yeah. it's basically, you know it's how bone calluses. It's well, fossilizing. Your yeah, shin. you know how, you know how when you break a bone, it comes back stronger. The oh, idea is right. to, it, break the it. idea is kind of like you, <laughs> kind of like you do when you're when you're building muscle. You're creating micro tears, so your body has to go. Okay, I'm gonna fix that with better uh, this yeah. time and so it's like your bug reports an injury is a bug report yeah, yeah your your bones do the same thing they're like okay there's a break there we're gonna cement that harder basically they're doing they're trying to micro break their legs so they that it'll it so heal they can and then it'll, it'll, it'll like harden up which yeah. i love that as an argument against zombies ever happening which is you couldn't there's no way it could happen because every time you move you're hurting yourself a little bit and yeah, your body repairs composed. itself right. yeah. that's how all muscle growth works but it's also what happens every time you move your hand at all mm-hmm. and they would be tearing yeah. themselves apart they'd fall apart after three steps yeah. i mean it's yeah um yeah so the, the here you have a uh, generic australian villain uh, I feel like the the. I feel like are, that guy should be a DJ at a rave. Yeah, I feel I feel like the the silly hair on some of these guys <laughs> are because much. well I th- I think it's to to hide 
My guess, some padding. I, it is to hide yeah. some padding because he because both of these guys he comes at them hard with elbows. I also right think to the it looks really nice on the cell. I think it looks really nice when they take a hit. Like you just see that yeah. hair flying slow mo. Really, yeah, that double elbow he does is to the back of his temple, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, to wherever. Just oh, well, okay. well, he's doing well. No, it looks like that because again, like we were talking about before, it's supposed to be the elbow, but he's actually coming uh, in with his I triceps see, yeah. on the guy's head. Wait, is that a good place to hit somebody in the back of their head? Is that like weak? <laughs> weak I mean, there's a reason why it's illegal in MMA. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's it's, 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 a, it's a pretty easy access to the spinal cord. Oh yes. Yeah. No. It's, in the chat room, Elsewhere is shitting on me. He says that zombies would last longer than three days. I say zombies yeah. aren't real. Fuck you. No. Yeah, well, the right. the running zombies wouldn't. They'd fucking they they get about a hundred feet before they tear, tore themselves apart. So normally, normally in a fight movie, it's like, what does everybody know how to fight? But in, logistically, Muay Thai is a national sport of Thailand, so everybody grows up. Just instead of everybody playing, oh, we catch, should have American baseball movies. Everybody, it's like baseball fights. <laughs> everybody uh, grows up with a base knowledge of Muay Thai, you know, and uh, and it's, and again, you know, it's, it, that's why when you see, um, I can never remember his name, Han uh, Solo, no, um, the, Solan Gretel, uh, comic relief man. Uh, when you see oh, him, oh, Neville okay. Lecter, yeah, when you see him, he he actually has a little bit of base knowledge. He can throw a round right. kick and he can throw an elbow, and that basic stuff is is pretty much accessible does, does that all. manifest itself in any way in the society if the, the entire society has you know the sort of baseline fourth fifth grade level i mean well, knowledge any, of any, a fighting style any kung fu movie you assume that everybody you're seeing well on i mean like actual thailand i mean i mean real well thailand. if you there's there's a few documentaries on like children thai boxers because like people will hand over their kids to muay thai camps at age two my coach started muay thai at age two my son's age Keep yeah, mind. when does Gray start? Uh, not for a while. Are you going to send him away to fight camp? No, I, I I used to teach kids martial arts, and I I always had a rule. I, and by the way, he's a pacifist up until the moment that the woman gets slapped, and then it's on. Speaking then it's of like, which, do women in Thailand learn oh Muay Thai? Or God, they yeah. do. No, okay, there's, cool. There are there are women Muay Thai fights at age eight. There's a documentary on Netflix. I forget. Beautiful. No, there's I forget the name of it, but. Uh, it's all about prepubescent Muay Thai kickboxers. Mm, uh, it's awesome. ingrained into the culture. It's the only. It's the only way to escape poverty, pretty much, and not even that. Um, uh, one of the, if you want a guy who does this actually in the ring, his name is Bwaka Porpranik, and if you just look up, it, it's spelled like Buaka, but Bwaka Porpranik is insane in the ring. He's one of the greatest lightweights ever to participate, and they had to change the rules of kickboxing organizations because so they kept beating everyone. Yes. Like they Jesus. wouldn't allow clinches in K one oh, max. So, because of so it. what would happen? I love th- I love this by the way because uh, oh, we, we were t- well because we were talking earlier about the names for all the moves yeah. and it was like water breaks bridge yeah. and bird horse replaces bird fist in your and face he, and then he Boom! does and then he does foot kicks face. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> so let me ask you this: Ed. Hanuman visits. What would happen yeah. if you take 2003 era Tony Jaw and yeah. just drop him in the octagon with someone now? Doesn't matter unless you have proper like ring strategy. Like I mean, if you well, you what I'm to, saying is, would he inst- just instinctively naturally? Be based on all his training, be able to take on one of those guys? Well, he can put up his own, but it also, like, what's his ground game like? Can he defend a takedown? How is he in the clinch? How is he when you stacked up against the Ks? There's, that's the thing about well, MMA. If had, well, if you had to guess. You can't, uh, he would do just like any other one-dimensional MMA fighter would do. in his turns that really impresses Yeah, he's got too. good head movement, yeah. too, uh, mm-hmm. that I actually like. Uh, and his fast, switch, his fast switch reflexes are really, really Head moves special. like rooster. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, you know, real, um, it's a two-way street. Like, being a great fighter does not make you a good movie fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the other thing. Um, oh yeah, Gina Carrado was saying that when she did uh, yeah. Haywire, she said, "Oh man, my coach would hate me right now because I'd suck." A lot of bad habits, yeah. A yeah, lot Tom of bad Cruise habits. looks awesome when he's sprinting in a movie, but I'll bet you he's not actually that fast. With that said, Tony Jaa just got cast in Fast and Furious Seven. I wouldn't so, want him yeah, coming after really me. Cool. But, it's kind of yeah. like uh, Jet Li's um, when he was in. Was he in uh, Lethal Weapon? No, Lethal Weapon and Lethal Weapon Four. four. Yeah. And that was like in the '99 or something like that. Yeah. 
Look at Tony Jaw. Uh, what he does with his sweaty hands here, man. There, what he does with his hands here, the bow that he does. I, to this day, I I do that instinctually every time I step on the mat. Like that's just in Thai in Thai boxing, wow. that's how you greet like everybody, and that's and not just Thai boxing, but Thai culture in general. That's just a, a proper. Yeah, salutation. she does that. The the girl uh, Moy, she does that in the beginning when mm-hmm. she's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Yeah, God like, forgive just, me. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a sign of humility. What is he doing, by the way? Is this Taekwondo? It's it's a is? lot of it's. There's some Taekwondo there. There's some. Capoeira, it's all kicking. I so I was wondering Kung what that not, is. There's not a lot Ooh. of Capoeira there. There's like it's a lot in the the feet movement makes me think that way. The he's way he keeps doing the Neo though. thing. Well, I mean, he's Maybe he's circling outside, but like his his change stance is very Taekwondo. Oh. Um, there's like a character in Tekken. I forget what his name was. He has like red hair, like that guy, and he does all kicks. And I loved playing as him. There's uh, there's Eddie Gordo, uh, who is the Capoeira. Oh Capoeira no, I'm thinking guy, yeah. the Capoeira. I'm thinking of that was in the Protector as well. What the five so did my agree? Who actually guy, did yeah. get to play? Yeah, he actually amazing. got to play yeah. Eddie Gordo in the Tekken movie that no one saw. I've it done was terrible. I've done a little bit of Capoeira. It is extraordinarily tough on the knees. So um, and the wrists too, actually. But I associate. Okay, so there's cap. There's Capoeira, a bird. <laughs> there's Capoeira, what you're talking about, yeah. and there's Capoeira, which is a fencing technique. Yeah. Whoa. Well, it's all it's all comes from Spanish Portuguese languages, is what it is. Are they all the same? Are they all like they're variations not, on the, the same thing? I don't think no, so. Not at all. Because that's one of the th- I know this fencing one just because of Princess Bride, where right. they're doing the sort Capoeira, of they're doing yeah. they're, they're doing the meta conversation yeah. while they're fighting. Is like, what if I switch to my Agrippa? And is this that the other has your footwork? You know, Capoeira or Capoeira is a Afro-Brazilian martial art. Uh, slaves came over to Brazil. Yeah, they made it look like it was dancing. Yeah, they made it look yeah. dancing because yeah. they couldn't practice fighting. And that guy, that guy has a Dragon Ball Z fro, and that's a really odd combo. Now again, that hits hard as hell, but he's yeah. hitting across the breadth of his chest, yeah. so he's not murdering him. Yeah. And if you look at him, he's not landing on the sternum. It's it's Jeez, diagonally crossed. These guys. Yeah. And I like the blocks he did with his Whoa, feet. The, how, his checks are, are how is he going really fast? <laughs> the checks he's doing here are much more Jeet Kune Do than they are Muay Thai. Is this um, sped up? Uh, it couple, might be slightly under. A couple bits are but. undercranked, and you'll see it here in a second. Um, I'll but this isn't like... But again, this is smart a- choreography. The guy has great head movement. Tony's not able to hit him because the guy has such great head movement. Yeah. So he throws the jab, throws the cross, and then <laughs> does the spin kick. Yeah. Yeah, really so nice. the spin kick is motivated by what's happening in yeah, the scene. He's like, okay, you're going to come this yeah. way, so my foot's going to come that way. Yeah. I'll show you the part that's uh, undercranked. It's where he like runs the length of the room and then round kicks him. The jump <laughs> is not the jump is not undercranked. This here is not undercranked. That's just standard slow mo. Well, that yeah, that was slow mo. Exactly. And then that and that's not uh that's not wired either. Either. Look at these guys. This is yeah, crazy. this is fucking crazy, right? Boom. And this little bit here, that's I used to have Amy do that on the bag. That's just a standard old drill of just that's undercranked. Yeah. Um and that's another that that's one of the moments where I'm like, I'm pretty sure he had a little bit of an ankle. Let us keep there, the probably, basement, yeah. Lou. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know where I've been. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. That right is now, that was also his chest too, but it yeah. looked like his chin. Is that the same thing? Or did well, that, hit his that was no, his chest, but oh, he was okay. still that still hit him in the chest, yeah, in yeah. the air. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> that, he that hurt. An that extraordinary hurt. feat of yeah. everything. Just the yeah, just the physics involved. Right? People are just, people are freaking out in chat. Like there's some people you can tell. Have not By the way, I love the guy before. with the little cancer clarinet thing. I love that as like a <laughs> gag for uh yeah. The I, heard can- that, I first heard that term from Billy West. Oh, cancer kazoo. Cancer kazoo. Uh, I I love I love that as a gag for the mob boss, and I love that the ultimate bad guy is American. Yeah, he's just this douchey vanilla ice American. He's just like, stop, collaborate, and listen. Uh, okay, I'll shake your hand. Never yeah. works out, Tony Jaw. He kind of no sells the bottle, but I'm alright with that. Um, 
And now and that's what I'm saying. When you see him like raise that leg, it's it's to spread the blow over a larger yeah. surface area. Because it well, because because when you when you watch, he's also he he's basically matching his elbow to his right. knee, so he's got the whole you got the length shield of it. And the reason yeah. and the reason for that in actual fighting is that uh, when a guy a when a guy turns a hip over to throw a round kick, you don't know exactly where its trajectory is initially like once you see the leg go chambered up you don't know if he's aiming for your thigh your chest or your head so you do that posture and that way no matter where it lands you're pretty much covered you're making a shield from your leg up your arm over your head and the reason you raise your leg is because your leg is planted and you take a a shot to the it band on your thigh it shit hurts man and then so if you check it at least there's less weight on it and your leg can just sort of like it absorbs the blow a little bit better you tip over as opposed to trying to not tip over oh you don't tip over You, you get your balance down but just through timing and practice and everything Boom! That May- one looked like yeah. it sucked. And Mayweather does a really good job of doing that too, where he'll get hit a lot in the fights, but the way in which he gets hit, he'll like kind of defer to, even if he's in the face, he'll just back up. Off it's of the it. shoulder roll. It's the yeah. It's, they call that the Philly shell. Uh, and it, the idea is that you drop your front shoulder and or you drop your front hand, and then that way you rely on a lean back and a mm-hmm. roll so that yeah. everything just kind of rolls right off you yeah exactly and if you're able to do that it's really effective yeah it's hard to do but yeah. like once guy and i like I, this is a nice little fun gag just like oh electricity <laughs> science am i right um which lends to some really great cg sparks let me tell you <laughs> which are coming up yeah uh, <laughs> i didn't even <laughs> that before no the, here yeah it's, here's the cg yeah. sparks oof is what it is yeah whatever yeah. 2003 you know we're we're only had the it's 2003 Matrix and it's sequels. Thailand. I mean, it's, yeah. it's uh, their production value. Fuck you. Like, it's just. I am king of the table. <laughs> His balance is really ah, amazing. Got on the table like that and just be all right. Jeez. I mean, just, I mean, that's still, and yes, Tony Jaws 135 pounds of mostly meringue, but like, <laughs> it, if that guy's coming at your head with his elbow, he's that's 135? Just no, I mean, he's probably like. How tall is he? Is he like, he's like 155. He he's like, height or something? No, he's like 5'8, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, all right. Yeah. There's there's Sean wrote an article for Cracked and it was about um, Dutch kickboxers versus because uh, Muay Thai kickboxing is very popular in Holland and there's a big huh? difference. Oh yeah, okay. absolutely. I'll, I'll, well, I actually, explain. in in uh, sp- we were the talking Dutch about Antilia. Australia. Yeah. Well, uh, Wushu is very popular in Australia. Yes. Yes. Um, but there's a he he's like a, he was talking about this one particular fighter named Alistair Overeem who is just gigantic. I mean, he's just this huge slab of a man. And it's like, and if you compare Thai boxers to American boxers and there's like nine inches separate and there's no, there's very few like Thai heavyweights, just genetically, they don't get to become these gigantic muscular dudes. Like the, the evil henchman here, the, the guy who just kicked him, not a lot bigger than that. But I mean, they have, they have paperweight and straw weight male Muay Thai fighters, which is like the one fifteen well, weight class. I have, a, I have a weird question that might be difficult to understand okay. what I'm asking uh, about the choreography of this. Yes. When, say, Tony Jaw. Yes. And that guy, who I will call Rex, because he looks like a Rex. <laughs> I, I buy it. Are uh, choreographing a fight. Yes. And they get it down. They know what they're going to do. Yeah. We're filming it now. Yeah. Are they thinking in terms of, th- I will move my arm there and then my leg here, and then that's this catch? Or are they thinking, he's going to come at me like this and I know how to catch it if I know what's coming? No, the, no this is, are, are this they, is are, extraordinarily are, choreographed beat by beat. Block well, yeah, what I mean, are, yeah. when he's going through it in his head, is he thinking in terms of, I know what's coming next and how to catch that because I know what's coming? Or I have choreographed every it's finger a, movement. It's, a, chore- in, it's, it's pu- a choreography. Yeah, it's pure, okay. Because because uh, you can't really take a lot of liberties because it's in the moment while you're filming because A, you want it to work and B, you, safety above everything else. Like every time I choreograph, we always, we block it out and things change and on set, but like you, you run it through half speed 
three quarter speed combat speed you run that a few times and only when you're comfortable then do you really roll and you and you also have to you know when you're when you've got a choreographed flow of stuff it's like okay if he comes at me a certain way, there are three ways that I could block yeah. it. Yeah. I have to block it this particular way because that's going to lead into the next thing that we're going to exactly. do. Right. There's a there's an interesting thing. Um, Tony Blower, who's a, a old school self defense guy, he does a lot of contracting with like military and police forces and stuff. Um, he started like studying like neuromuscular response responses and stuff like that in physiology, and he found this thing called Hicks Law, which is the more available responses to a stimuli you have it is proportionally relational uh you know it's proportional to uh, an increase in response to said stimuli so if you throw a punch and i only know how to do one thing against that punch i'm going to react a lot quicker than the guy who knows seven or eight things yeah you know what i mean so um so when you choreograph you kind of have to i think at least you should be mindful of if he throws a punch, I should not necessarily do my jump spin hook kick here. You know what I mean? It's like if he throws a punch, what is the most logical? You kind of want to use Occam's razor when it comes to this stuff. Save your fancier moves for moments in the fight where you have kind of a time to wind up for it like they do in this movie. And we're back to plot. Seriously, that guy looks yeah. like this weird Thai version of Michael Shannon. Or it, I actually or think he looks like uh, Jay Bar- I was just going to say Jay Baruchel. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Did you guys so, see the what Michael- are they eating? I love... Street food that's oh, not American street Southeast food. Southeast Asian yeah. street food, man. Actually, the guys who run, own Chipotle, uh, they're. Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, uh, the Chop House? Chop House, yeah. No, Shop House. Shop House. It yeah. should be Chop House, but it's. And it's shop all house. Southeast Asian street food, but like in a fast food environment. But in the weird, fancy fast food yeah. thing that Chipotle does. The Chipotle does. I've yeah. been thinking lately. I went there, I didn't Just a random care for thought it, along those same lines is that there might be money in a venture by the, on the part of like McDonald's or Burger King, one of those guys, mm-hmm. to do like what they'd call like a, a different line of stores. Uh, like McDonald's bakery or something where it's the same exact food, <laughs> but the difference is it's sort of like a luxury version of McDonald's. The difference right. is it's literally, we make it here. Like this is meat. Yeah. We just grilled. This is fries. We just cut up and you get the sort of, you know, the 15, 20% better tasting real food thing going on well, think, with this McDonald's, the McDonald's bakery down the street. Uh, you know, I think Burger King did there's that one of those their, for every 15, their $200 black truffle burger or whatever they were doing I mean, that for a, a while. Yeah. yeah. They were doing I just, it in England. I just mean where it's, it's one where the, the, the burgers come, fresh not in you know frozen patties yeah. sort of deal i wonder if there'd be any money in a venture like that mcdonald's cafe or mcdonald's bakery something like that maybe mm. is thailand very diverse too because like in that fight arena isn't well, like everybody huge, from like a lot of tourists around the world yeah, there's a, lot of a large part of tourists and a large part of expats and mm-hmm. and like i said there's there's a lot of europeans i mean people travel there specifically to train and to fight wow. you know i mean so there's there's as much of a fighting culture as we say japan is thailand is just as much if not more um and uh yeah i mean and let's be frank uh there's a pretty vivacious sex tour the red light district yeah Yeah, and not just that but i mean and not just like the standard stuff but like the more extreme stuff is out there my friend um you know my friend uh siobhan she's a massage therapist she went out there and trained at this kind of prestigious massage therapy school for like four months you know she lived out there while she was training there so it's like i mean there's uh, there's there's tourism, sex tourism, but there's also like you know uh, people going there for sort of work related stuff. Yeah, I was watching so. this documentary about um, 
prostitutes or like I guess whatever you call them in yeah. Thailand. Yeah. Um, and it was really weird because like they would be like behind a glass wall like a product and mm-hmm. they all just sit there and they had numbers and then yep. these tourists would just sit there like people from like Texas and people from like Africa and they were like I'll take um, number 13 and oh, yeah. 15. Yeah. I'll take 16 too. And they would all feel bad if they didn't get picked. Yeah. Like in there they'd be like well I, I didn't get any work today. You know? Amsterdam is much the same way. Yeah the red light um, district. Yeah. I, I actually drove past the the red light district uh <sighs> I was with a few. Uh, I was with a few MMA fighters who who are names and I will not mention. No, no. no. Uh, you know, I did not. I had a girlfriend, and I think prostitution is largely icky, so I didn't partake. Uh, but a few of them did. Now, this subplot got largely cut out of the yeah. of the American. Version. She's basically not a real character. She's no, she's just in pure this, cipher. Yeah, who just happens to be Moy's sister. But again, she's way which, more which fleshed out. we wouldn't even know. Yeah. based on this version. Well, no, we, there's think. one line that Harm says to uh, to. After she, oh, okay. she's about to die, he's like, "Hey, sorry about your sister," ah. and she's like, nah, and then that's it. <laughs> that's like the only acknowledgement we get of, you know, it's basically I think made to make him not so sympathetic because right. you kind of feel bad for him because he's kind of caught up in like the bigger boss's right plan, but like you, this is to remind you, no, he's just as much of a bad guy. Yeah. For as much as plot matters of these things, there's actually yeah, um, I completely forgot all about this subplot or whatever yeah, you call it. Uh, speaking of uh, institutionalized prostitution well because in this version it's not really a subplot it's just a thing a scene it's yeah, a thing yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. to break up the next series of face punching yeah um, but if you look at uh, Pumping Iron the famous bodybuilding mm. documentary there's a scene where all the Mr. Olympia the Mr. Olympia is in um, South Africa that year and Arnold and Lou Frigno and all those guys go and then the concierge of the hotel that they are all stayed in, they're all like, okay, do you want a smoking or not? Smoking? Okay. Uh, do you want continental breakfast or do not? Do- okay. Um, your lady, what blonde do you have a preference? Wow. Like, I mean, and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, uh, you know, I like blondes. Um, uh, maybe, maybe an Asian. I don't know. Like, I mean, just surprise me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that actually happens uh, on top of Arnold Schwarzenegger smoking just a large amount of marijuana. <laughs> Our former governor, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's just different. It's culturally different. No, it's just it's just that's just politically different. That, yeah, everything different. Yeah, you know. Boom! I Finally love that gun so hard. Dude, he just punched his arm. He elbowed his arm. He elbowed the wrist. Was, was, it, I, was it a punch or the elbow? It was an elbow. Oh. That's the thing. And oh, it, yeah. really pay attention. And like when when that when those fingers go extended and join, and the elbow just really becomes fat, flared out and bladed. That's how he really sells those elbows. And it seems it sounds easy to do, but like. Really, I mean, just in your just practice that range of motion, and like you'll feel your upper body really stretching out, like in a in a real strong way. What was he jamming into her face? Cocaine, Cocaine. or yeah, heroin? I think so. She's heroin like, makes more sense to heroin. me. I was like, I don't think that's what Coke yeah. would do. I guess the uh, not these aren't rickshaws. I forget what these are called, but um, oh, that's Comic Con. Look at this. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Except it's not like a it's not like an Austrian college student. Like there are straight up rickshaws at Comic Con, you guys. Well, no, they're just in San Diego in the gas lamp year round. Are they? Like, yeah, like they're always there. Like when Rachel and I were there last, like we took one out to our date. Rickshaws. What? Yep. yep. That's he, like his is. thing. He that, did, that's like, his whole thing. <laughs> he did like a half court um, NBA game thing at once and he like kicked a yes. basketball into like a hoop or something. It yeah. was like really like. That's when he was getting kind of popular in America. Now he kind of fell off because of the whole him being in the monastery. But now he's coming back because of the Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious reminds me of that thing. Maybe more in our psyche now. Reminds yeah. me of that thing uh, that the, there's a Tiger Woods ad for Nike you might have seen a long time ago where it's just him bouncing a ball for 28 seconds. Oh, and yeah. in the last two seconds, Butter. he just hits it. He was doing that off to the side of the set when they were shooting another commercial. And he was wow. just like doing that. Just to, He was occupying his time waiting for them to set up. And they, they were just like... 
we got cameras. Can you do that again? <laughs> and filmed it. And they're like, yeah, that's another ad. Cool. That was easy. <laughs> and it's literally, there's no effect to it. It's just him standing there bouncing a ball on the end of a club, impossibly, for like 20 seconds. Then he hits it up higher and then swings it like a, more like you're throwing a ball to hit with a bat, but he does it with a golf club off the end of the golf club wow. and swacks it off and then just walks off screen. I love how ridiculous the getting back to what just happened in the in the movie the the uh, chasing I lo- uh, yeah this ridiculous chasing uh, but I love like they shot those those carts going over like They're called tuk tucks by the way tuk tucks tuk tucks they, yeah. they shot them from like twenty simultaneous cameras so the way they cut that together four of them fall over but you would think about four hundred of them went down right in the, <laughs> because they just kept shooting it but. Um, which I, I don't know if they were like, we got to get our money's worth or if they were trying to be funny, but I thought it was hilarious. Right. Oh, man. Somewhere in here is there, uh, I actually haven't haven't spotted it before, but uh, somewhere in here is their little uh, note to Luc Besson as well. Yeah. That little, like yeah. the Spielberg one. Hey, Luc Besson. Except yeah. that one worked. That one worked. <laughs> so, the, so RVD3, Mike. Yeah. Uh, you, be, you just need to be like, hey, you're on Woping. Yeah. Maybe it'll work, maybe it'll work in, in reverse. Maybe I can be like, hey, Tony Jaw. Yeah, <laughs> my friend interviewed you once. We're besties. I actually am not entirely sure how they did this God gag. <laughs> that I was gonna say, if there's wires, that yeah. should be yeah. that should be. Yeah, good. because of the way it drops so quickly, yeah. it's it's almost certainly wires. I'm looking oh. for the Luke Bazan thing now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah a, right? it's on one of the pillars or something on the on the freeway. So, I'll, I'll, and now now that we're just sort of in the middle of chase, I'll just tell a little story. Um, when I I, I did my freshman year of college uh, in Hawaii at Chaminade University of Honolulu, and I was cross-enrolled at U of H Manoa. And the U of H University of Hawaii pool complex is this really awesome athletic facility. It's it's their Olympic-sized swimming pool. And then the perimeter of it is all of these sub-athletic rooms. And you can pretty much do whatever in any of them. And people rent those out for classes for everything like traditional Polynesian dance. Uh, but there's a, a heavy number of martial artists who teach their classes there in one gym. I had my Brazilian Jiu Jitsu under uh Humalo, and, and there's some Jeet Kune Do guys in another way. And then uh, some Capoeira guys in another room. And then in when I was doing Muay Thai, when I started doing Muay Thai, I'm like, you know what? I've been, I fought in the Shidokan. Like I did all this stuff and I've never officially trained in Muay Thai. I need to now. And so I looked up, I looked him up. His name was, uh, crew com crew me crew is like sensei in time and so he's like yeah just show up at this time i'm like all right so i show this up this is there. like a jackie chan scene yeah right this, here, is by total, the way. this is total jackie chan yeah so i show up there and i'm thinking i'm hot <laughs> shit i i'm like oh i've already fought i'm already a black uh, black sash and kung fu and i'm all this other stuff and and this was me being an arrogant little 19 year old and uh, i showed up there i bought my brand new muay thai trunks and i wore them and i wore my wrestling shoes your dick tracy backpack my my wrestling <laughs> shoes that was kind of the point of contention and so i'm there and like and i go over and i introduce and when he walks in i introduce myself and uh he, and he just looks at my shoes he's like why are you wearing shoes i'm like oh i i do jujitsu and we've been wearing wrestling shoes like take your shoes off i'm like all right and i just i wasn't being mean or or just i was just being a bit too confident for my own good and so then he's like, all right, I need to see where your skills are. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I've done this and that. He's like, okay, well, I still need to see where your skills are. And he's saying this in a very broken tie. Jesus this, Christ. This sequence is amazing because yeah. they, th- throw, they throw that up into the air. That's yeah. up in the air when they when set off explodes. an explosion. That's, <laughs> that's, that's no gag work. Like, that's, that's all practical. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's insane. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. No, it's okay. No, it's all right. Um, so he's like, all right. So he holds up a, a kick shield and he's like, 
go ahead and throw a kick. And I threw like a Kung Fu kick. And he just looked at me like it was the Bruce Lee. Like, what was that? Like, it was just the whole like he just looked at me with like astonishment and disdain. He's like, all right, throw the left leg. And Kung Fu doesn't have a lot of lead leg kicks that are good. Uh, And so I did that and he was like, okay. And then he dropped the shield and he's like, put your hands up. And I put my hands up. He's like, I'm going to kick. You're going to block. I'm like, okay. He proceeded to kick the shit out of me for, and everything. I was blocking everything. But to say I was blocking, I guess we everything. just miss, missed the note. Someone in the chat called it. Oh, someone uh, when, when the uh, damn it when the one fell off the building. I oh guess, shit! Damn happened. it! But, um, and so I'm I'm blocking everything, but I don't properly know how to block the exact strikes he's throwing because it's just a different scheme. I swear to God, I had like war welts up and down mm. my forearm for like a couple of weeks. He just crack, crack, crack. He kicks. He's like, "Can you take this? Bang!" Like that. I just I blocked everything, but I mean. I, I felt a fear that I had not known like in my life at that point. And then like after he stopped and then he saw the look in my face, he's like, can you, are you okay with all of that? And I, I, I paused for a second. I'm like, yeah, it's like, all right, you can train. And then from that moment uh-huh. on, like the rest of the year, I mean, it just, I it completely, that's the most cinematic thing. <laughs> it, it, I, it felt that way. If I just like, I was like out of breath, like just from blocking, like I was just, I was, it was so bizarre. And like for the rest of the year, it completely, Ooh, cool. it retaught me, it, I had to sort of unlearn everything I had learned and it sort of re-educated me on, you know, on, on exactly how to properly deliver power and striking. Uh, and, and that's not to disperse or uh, to disparage um, Kung Fu or my previous sensei or, or Tai Chi or any other things I had done prior to that. It's just like he just took what I had and he just elevated it so much more. Um, Every time there's a movie when someone's underwater and they just have their eyes open like it ain't no thing. I always go like, oh, stop it. You tried that. and You're like, no. There's no way he could have seen what. what the, right. Not only this. that, just it it's, hurts. It's the Bay of Thailand. Like yeah. it's it's probably a bit murky. There's dead bodies in that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know the Bay of Thailand. I'm just guessing. Yeah, they shot this in someone's swimming pool, a la Jaws. Yeah, but that's worse. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> I know it's been done in Thai pools. I that looks like a salmon. Oh, it is roped off like a salmon farm or like a, a fish farm of some kind. A really small one though. One guy. Yeah, it's one dude. It's just Larry's fish catcher. They can't. You had one job, Larry. I caught enough for me. You didn't say, you didn't say you're coming over. I would have set up my second net. Te- my second net. I would have. I would have had another fish. Yeah. But, so they they report this. It almost feels like that's. It's like that's the end of a movie that we yeah, weren't doing. We won. Yeah. It's, it's like this is a different movie entirely. That just they just. Yeah, they just won some other guy's movie. Yeah, and now the their their old old timey. Uh, oh God, it's like an anti smoking commercial. Yeah. Um, the old timey um, uh, Thai statues like that are are very. It's like they're pyramids over there. Like oh. it's it's. I mean, there's serious laws when it comes to defacing and defiling. They don't really pay attention to that though, oh. in Cairo. <laughs> I like that they're they're very clever about okay, hold the cigarette right here so we don't have to do the effect on your throat yes. anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. So, huh. oh, good observation. But uh, and and also it looked okay here, but when I watched it on Netflix, I went, "Oh, black levels! Come on, black levels!" <laughs> like the the hole in his neck is way darker than anything else in the frame. Yeah, well, I've got the contrast on this monitor yeah. totally screwed up. Oh, okay. You're welcome, movie. Yeah. Yeah, see, who am I? Don't be so sad. Or don't be so sad. Everybody's got to die someday. Hey, your sister's dead. Like, 
Don't be so sad. Get well, over like, it. Because you know Buddha or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, you know. Everything is. You've seen, you've seen Lion King. Sure, with life. Yeah. You know, just, it's all good. <laughs> that would have been even weirder in the longer version where there's like an entire subplot with her and they just dismiss it like, well, I was going to die someday. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Imagine, could that work in other movies? Could you just do that to other movies? Like, hey, hey Forrest. Yeah. Jenny, Jenny died, but. What? Yeah. I was gonna die someday. Yeah. If you, if you cut out the entire Jenny subplot, practically. <laughs> I, I love it if you cut out Jenny, but kept the son. Yeah. Like he has a son all of a sudden. There's Ongbak. That's a long movie. You guys in that movie already? What? No, because it's, no. it's like no. it's like yeah, it's super long. My wife has never seen it. My, <sighs> I, unbelievable. The first time I saw it, I saw it over. At, no, we're talking about Forrest Gump now. And I'm still, oh, watching, and I'm exactly. still watching it. The first time, the first time I saw it, I was over. I was over at my cousin's house. It it was on like HBO or something, and they knew how long it was. I may have told this story before. They knew how long it was. So when he was at the, uh, I think it was the Million Man March, right at the at the. Uh, the National Mall. Yeah, yeah. And Jenny's like, Forrest! And she comes running up and stuff like that. They literally, because that's like, you know, hour and a half, almost two hours into the movie or whatever. Yeah, it's, like, went, half, it's like halfway through. Yeah, yeah. it's a, they went, they, they told no, me they went, kidding. they were like, oh, that's it. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> that's it. They tried really hard to convince me that the movie was over <laughs> so they wouldn't have to watch it anymore because they were like, oh, this movie's so long. Don't make us watch it anymore. But, I prevailed and watched the rest of it. So this is the uh, Bondo fight. And Bondo is... There are still places in Burma you can go to. Bondo and And do straight up Bondo, uh, uh, which nice. is no gloves. Okay, March, sorry. It, yes. it's, it's no gloves. It is... Uh, it, it, it's it's hemp rope. Does the rope up. hurt more? Or is it just... <laughs> yeah. Same? yeah, it hurts more. Fuck so yeah, that, it does. Yeah. Uh, it's, the like, only, it's like that shit on pirate ships. The only other movie yeah, to deal with stuff. Muay Thai prior to this that I can think of was uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's Kickboxer. Uh, which, is Jean-Claude Van Damme good at this? No, he's he's a black, he's a legit black belt in Shotokan who did like some Kyokushin tournaments in in Europe, and then but I mean he his style is much more suited for the movies than for actual fighting. He actually I think he either did or he wanted to train for a tie fight. At which point I'm like you're fucking crazy. Uh, and and then in the quest 1996, there's a whole subplot where his character lives and trains in a tie camp, and then when he emerges from that, his fighting style is very different. So he loves. In his personal life, he loves Thai boxing. It just he, he's so ingrained in Shotokan that he can't quite break those habits. Like his round kicks never really quite evolved into a true Muay Thai round kick. Is this just for padding? Is that what he's doing? Yeah, instead of instead of gloves, it's hemp rope, mm-hmm. uh, which and ugh, it hurts. <laughs> like scratchy, no, like like it's your fist, man. Like I mean, gloves at least have a, a, a tiny bit of padding. Like th- these are just it just reinforces the fist so that you're less likely to break your wrist. So you can just crack dudes in the face with with just your hand. And it looks visually cool. For it me. looks it looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, they do that in kickboxer too. But they they dip it in broken glass, and there's like a whole dramatic thing to it. They fight in the old manner, as they say. Wait, they fight for? Oh, I don't remember this part. What do I remember? This part? I remember the part at the end. But I don't remember the. Well, what's crazy about this is that you know Tony Jaws like loses this fight, but it's it. There's a, a throwaway line of dialogue after this where it's like, you know, you threw the fight. That was the a deal. But the way we, this we never discussed, it's never discussed. This. And the way this is choreographed and because you see him injecting something into his heart, you just assume that he's better, that, yeah. this, that the Burmese guy, uh, uh, Samming is just better. Yeah, you know? it's it's at no point prior to this do they discuss him throwing right. the fight and like you said he he he's clearly you know on some kind of drug right yeah. now so it's like no he's just on he's drugs just and better on drugs and 
doesn't feel any pain right, right. now. So he's fucking super jazz. Now, aside from the theatrics, like a lot of fights, I mean, if fights it kind of look like this, <laughs> just a lot of round kick and a lot of teeps. Yeah. Those front kicks are called teeps. If it had been discussed that he defenses? was going to throw the fight, why did he inject that shit in the first exactly. place? <laughs> what, Antoine, what was your question? Those front kits that they yeah. do with the, the heel, that's more defensive to get him away. It's 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 similar. It's, yeah, spacing and distance is similar like how a jab would work. You know, that was really awesome. That one you had to go close on because you yeah, can't actually... Yeah, it's like a actually, jab. It's like a kick jab. Yeah, it's, it's, it's for spacing. Although, when you see Borkop or Promic throw him, he'll, he'll front kick a dude down. Like, <laughs> he'll just keep front kicking until they die. Crack. Ah! <sighs> Now, obviously, there's no contact there. It's just the perfect angle to yeah. sell. Well, you can't really hit Tony Jaw. He's yeah, Tony Jaw's like, you don't get to hit me. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just you. Okay, here's where, where this guy Ow. is on wires. Like, oh, my God. Ooh. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a good point, actually. I never... Holy shit, that's a major difference. I hadn't thought of that. Wow. The difference between like sort of stereotypical kung fu movie look and this yeah. is that this is way less goddamn theater yeah, yeah no it's just like fuck people are fighting this is fighting it, it's like Kung Fu a, is like people spinning around like yep. stationary in the air and stuff you almost like as an audience member go why are you fighting like yeah. stop it <laughs> you're gonna hurt that guy can you just talk it out please that's kind of that's kind of the you're making him lose his focus <laughs> that was a crap sidekick but whatever whoa that is the if you ever watch again pro wrestling in the 80s there's a guy named marty Janetti, and whenever he took a clothesline he did that sell he mm. did that 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 spin triple flip cell. My abs look like his. There's what, <laughs> what's really interesting about somewhere in there. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what's really interesting about this movie is that it has a lot of these weird cutaways to people that you think should matter more. Yeah. And then you're like, uh, you never see them again. It's like the candy vendor who's like, ah, Hanuman's or Hera's last defeat. You never see him again <laughs> after that. Ah, interesting point of plot development. Bye. Fuck. Ah. Oh God. And you, again, you there was collapse someone's rib cage. There was that. a pro wrestler named Low Key whose finishing move was he would come off the top rope and just stomp on your chest. How could and you do that in pro wrestling? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Is the answer is it is it the you know the magic trick is your whole life sort of thing where the answer is you just do? Look up a YouTube Low Key Warriors Way and you'll see him do L-O-W-K-E-Y? that. L O W K E Y. Yeah, L O W K I, like hyphen K I. And there's another guy named Sanjay Dutt, an Indian pro wrestler who does. It's called the Moonslot. It's a backflip onto a dude's rib cage how there's no way to think. i don't know like i don't know how they're not all dead like i don't know how you sell that you're lying prone on the floor and somebody moonsaults and lands feet first on your sternum yeah, i don't you know. can't you can't fudge gravity i don't know like, how like i don't know how that's a workable thing you do know? the feet slide off or does he end up standing on the rib cage? he stands and then kind of like and then he falls off so maybe there's a weight differential i don't know like i i, I still don't get how physics you know don't apply in that moment that's so risky though. Fuck yeah! In the former WDF, uh, the guy named Mankind, the guy who used to have a sock. Yeah, McFoley. Uh, yeah. He like with remember he fell off that stage that he had the cage match with. I think it was Undertaker. Yeah, yeah he, just, he no, he just fell off. A, he, he just, just fell, fell off. Really he just fell far. off twenty feet and hit a table. There's yeah. no and there was no science on that. He just <laughs> fell off and hit a table. He, yeah, lacerated his kidney, dislocated his shoulder, and his tooth came through his nose. Yeah. So what? Yeah. So there. That's a famous. When people say thing. wrestling is fake. I mean, it's fake in the sense that it's well, staged, yeah, but like it's choreographed. But, but they. Yeah. That. that that shit will never happen again. Yeah. And then thumbtacks and then all this other shit. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Just watch The Wrestler. It's all in there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, watch Wrestler. Actually, yeah, I think Kyle Mattingly is demanding that we wait till he comes out before we can do that. Kyle would be good on the show. Yeah, no doubt. That hunk of rock cost my business $100 million. Okay, so then I guess he was, he was selling black those market things, selling yeah. them. It just, it wasn't, there wasn't quite enough, like, much of a pin on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... 
there's a lot of there's a lot of plot that it's like yeah somewhere in there that was happening but we right. never bothered to show it to you yeah. because tony jaw punch is so awesome and this guy with the helmet is about to become very important yeah uh, at least to well that's don how, we how come tony jaw can't be batman because he's five four i don't know I, jot I don't man know. i want jot man wait why can't who be batman tony jaw tony jaw oh, tony jaw um uh, Whatever I, you think it is I, racist. Yeah, I was going to say. Cause he, <laughs> no, was gonna say that that puts like, you in such a bad position. Yeah, well, no. I, Tony's job, Batman. I was going to say, <laughs> he's got I the would moves. be fine with that, but so many race people Yeah, I know. Well, I would be to cool be completely that, fair, but, yeah. I, like, okay, when the whole Donald Glover as Spider-Man thing, I'm all for that. Perfect. Yeah. Do it. Great. That shit I even think that would be good casting. Yeah. Like, I think Donald Glover could do Peter Parker really well. Oh, perfectly. Yeah. Just like, he's got the kind of, like, goofy, oh, God, sort of behind it, smirky. I love that so, so much. Well, there's and I remember. Oh God, Def Punk yeah, is we here. We should, we okay. should, we should definitely, uh, you know, give credit for for because we haven't done a whole my lot awesome of Batman idea. Ones. But um, the fact that you know Tony Jaw is you know incredible and very athletic and and all that stuff, but the stuff it's players. the sell. Yeah, it's, it's selling the hits that really and makes not, it work. God damn, awesome. yeah. yeah, like that. I mean, that was undercranked a little too, but like, yeah. Um, this is my favorite moment in history of anything uh and t will understand why in just a second uh and, and this is actually tying it back to buddhism the fire and water thing uh, th- that is very much a the middle path like finding Interesting. yeah uh lone wolf and cub there's like that famous image of him walking between wire, fire and water but you're like oh what? Where, where's what happened what's going on i don't understand everything's just so peaceful and calm and fuck you whoa like, <laughs> And you're on flames. Yeah, replay that five times. It won't be enough. <laughs> and there's again that was crack.com in a in a picture. Yeah. Right there, there was there was no there's nothing to that other than his legs are on fire. Yeah, and I've, he kicks a dude in the face while his legs are on fire. Like that. Uh, that's that's like a and that's then, a hell of a thing. Yeah, and then okay, so here we are on the water. And nope, not quite done. So let's watch get, him fall out like that video in the in the girl in the grape video. This is just beautiful to me. Like that yeah. is just. just I love the well, I love the way it throws the yeah. water. Yeah, it's even more beautiful. He has a, a kind of a water fight with flames going on in a protector. Oh yeah, with the um, oh, that was great. Guy, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was very interesting. People jumping through walls in this movie. Yeah, this is the literal. This is the literal Jackie Chan bit. Of, yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> this actually, this is very impressive. That shit is concrete. And there's no padding there underneath that shirt. Like, he just took that bump on his fucking neck. That's risky as shit. I'm always impressed with the people. Oh, this, is, this like is amazing. amazing. Yeah. Oh, the helmet wow. just cracks in half. That's uh, you could kill that guy that way. Yeah, yeah that's like, sure that's could. why I said that guy with the helmet's about to become very important because he's a very important stain. <laughs> he's oh, up all God. night to get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Daft Punk. That's the joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where's on Buck? Uh, the the inside joke that Sean and I had with uh, Tom Young Goon of the Protector uh, is that that movie should have been called "Where's My Fucking Elephant" because that's literally Where's my elephant. That's literally Seriously. all Tony Jaa says for about the middle hour is "Where's My Fucking Elephant." Ah, they're playing the elephant song. <laughs> <laughs> that should just be a line. Of, that should be like a challenge. Like you don't get to make a movie in the studio system unless you can fit that line in there somewhere. Where's my fucking elephant? Like you know, and then sharks is good for all pitches, and then where's yeah. my fucking elephant is good for all dialogue scenes. <laughs> Imagine that in the fucking social network. Where's my fucking? <laughs> you you have to. You can yeah. make that work in the no, social exactly. network. No exactly. No one in this room is te- technologically or any other way capable of doing what I have done. Where's my fucking elephant? 
I'm not coming for my share. Where's my fucking elephant? No, seriously. Like, <laughs> it's funny as a challenge to imagine the best place for every, like, put it in Raiders somewhere. I'll wait. Like, find the best place to put that line in every movie. It's kind of a fun challenge. He actually has, like, the biggest arc it's for, in terms of, like, growth and, yeah. like, and, and change and... Hair dye. Yeah. yeah Dave, Dave was bringing it up earlier, and he's not wrong, that um, a lot of people in the city in Southeast Asia are sort of, like, ashamed of their... Uh, rural or country roots, and that's absolutely true. And I think yeah, we are of, too. Hi, we're of, the United States. Hey, I'm I, my family's my granddad's lived from in Arkansas, I get Hank to say Cliff, it. Kentucky. Um, but yeah, so it's that they're so embarrassed, and that's kind of encapsulated with hum, uh, hum, I can never fucking remember his name. Hamakavula. Oh uh, yeah, that guy. And um and and so Tony Jaw is basically saying, hey, it's cool to be a redneck. You know, it's cool to be from the country and all this other stuff. I love this bit of business because I love this coming shot. Yeah, yeah. Because if you look closely, you can see them scattering in the background there. Like you'll see if you keep your eye in the very oh, distance of the guy. Uh. No, 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 the guy in the in the far back, just patrolling uh, in the cave there. Just keep your eye. Oh, oh, there he goes. And he's gone. <laughs> and he's gone. Interesting. And then you see the shadow of what's the name there? Boom! I love that Superman punch. Yeah, I, but I, then I love this where the camera goes. Oh wait, <laughs> what? what? Dude, yeah, he just brought his elbow across like twenty five yeah. feet in one yeah. move. And people say, "Oh, that could never happen in real life." Um, Anderson Silva versus Tony Frickland, Cage Rage Eight. Anderson Silva steps in, drops his hand, raises his elbow up like Tony Jaw, and knocks Tony Frickland out. It is a, uh-huh. it's an impossible. It's like, how did you generate? Like, do you have a particle accelerator in your elbow? Because I don't know how you generate enough force <laughs> to put him down with that. I just lost my uh, headphones. Did you? Oh, I, there we I go. can still hear you. So yeah, this is probably a we're, shot. We're we're getting into my favorite sequence. Yeah. I think this is the best bit of business. Yeah, of this whole cave sequence. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. Why wasn't that guy in the LCC? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Now these guys with machetes. This is what I'm talking about when I say Krabby Krabong, like the Thai sword style of Krabby Krabong. Um, it, it's about the length of a machete. Dude, no, seriously, yeah. why aren't these guys in the... Wah, <laughs> look at... Actually, that looks a little bit like... Okay. My favorite is when he just decides to hit his head a million times in yeah. a row. Oh, God, that hurts. Yeah. Oh. I love... Uh, yeah, he's he's got the one guy where, he, where he's like, hits him on each other hip. He's like, yeah. left, right, left, right, left, right, yeah. head. I was right back in the head. Now, this is more from Tony Jaa's sort of other martial arts experience. Yeah, this is... Through. This is less Muay Thai than what you're seeing. Yeah. That I love. Blanket and then crack. This uh, this again is this is more like a kung fu movie yeah. at this point. Yeah. Now now that it's been split I don't care what sticks, it is, it's awesome. Yeah. Now it's back into Krabby Krabong. Yeah. This is actual traditional Thai sword fighting here. It's not it's not a screma. Like a screma has a You could never do it this fast in like a sparring session though, right? Well, well this is choreographed di- speed. Yeah, not, I mean, this, not real speed. This is real yeah, not I mean it no wouldn't one be has these clean. reflexes. It wouldn't be this clean in a real fight, no. Whack, 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 yeah. whack. Oh, God, and then he just throws that. him at the guy. <laughs> and now he's got one sword. And that's a great bit. He just holds out the sword and then the guy backs off on his own. Yo, dog, I heard you like sticks. We put sticks in your <laughs> stick so you can sticks while you stick. Yeah. Lady. And there we go yeah, with the... And, good, yeah. and he's able to take a couple shots because realistically, you can get hit once or twice with sticks and it's not gonna... You know, you can deal with it. You know what I mean? Like... There's no one knock. Oh God, this thing! Whoop! Yeah. I mean, you see, Jesus. for a lot of this stuff, especially in this last sequence, you see them starting to turn the crown of their head into it to like give just a little bit of like, oh God, <laughs> like that. You see them anticipating, but I'm, you know, I'm not mad at them. No hell no, man. <laughs> you mad, bro? Like right here, he's like, no, <laughs> and then takes it on the. 
Also, adrenaline helps you a lot for when you're in a fight. Yeah. Uh, you don't feel any of that stuff when you're in it, but afterwards, you are hurting. You, yeah. you feel some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you definitely feel some you stuff, feel, of course, but uh, you it's, know, it's muted. Eddie, have you ever been in a fight and immediately been like, I just really fucked something up right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I've, I, been, I've been in just matches and had that happen plenty of times I've been uh, in my in the Shidokan when I fought in Chicago like any that stand out well the time I was knocked out with a knee in front of 2,000 people there's that because uh, the guy was fucking me up with knees for a while were you out the second it happened or was it like what like, that's the thing dude, I don't remember like here's what I remember I remember we, I remember us clinching and I remember he was throwing knees I remember I was blocking them and I remember like thinking I have to get some offense in I got to get out of here so I tried to push off and throw a hook to his body at the same time and I just remember having that thought and I remember throwing the hook and then I and then I just remember the referee picking me up. Wow. And watching the video of it. Concussion probably, right? Yeah, I had a mild concussion. I had to stay up all night. Um, so and what ended up happening was I threw a hook when he changed stances and he brought me down from the clinch from a Muay Thai clinch because he'd actually been training in Thailand. Brought me down from the clinch and then drove my head. He like whipped my head into his knee at the same time. Is that fair? Is that legal? Oh, in yeah. The- oh good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you see, that's that's just a Muay Thai clip. They call it the plum. Bam, that's my favorite. Um, but yeah, there was that. There was a time I, um, I dislocated my toe in jujitsu and broke it and dislocated in two spots. It made it look like a parenthetical. <laughs> uh, and that was while I had a submission on. I had an almost that's that beautiful. is amazing, yeah. beautiful. I had a I had an omoplata on a guy, uh, and that happened. And I actually I tried holding for a second, and then I saw my. My toe snapped back into place on its own, uh, and then just I, watching and then it, I, and then I let go. <laughs> well, then I freaked out. I think I screamed like a girl at that point. Damn, dude, crickety. Oh yeah, that oh, one no. he really revved up for. He was like, "I'm gonna get." Yeah, here it comes. Go. Oh god. <laughs> and that he took that clean by the yeah. way. Yeah, he did. That oh, that's nice. that. What a what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah, I know. So he did like he fainted a I don't know what you call it again, but he fainted yeah. a kick and then came around with this other one. Okay, there's one point in the theater which got an ah uh, from the entire audience, and that's that. coming up. Oh, no, not that this. One, it's coming that up. That one's rough though. Yeah, that's that's essentially an inverted blade kick yeah. from Street Fighter. Uh, crack. That's uh, cool. Pele kick. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the gross out bit is coming. Uh, oh, with the yeah, saw. Yeah. No, oh. the knee. The knee. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't wait to see whatever this is. Well, it, it's not it's not physically impressive. It just looks it just looked gruesome. Um, but there's a whole bit of business coming up with the saw and some other shit. But uh, yeah, I think the saw is first. Yeah, yeah. Here's the saw. This part ain't bad, but it's it's, no, it's interesting. When he's blocking it. It's yeah. Like, oh, God. I got in my forearms. Uh, <laughs> and I like that he ki- that's the thing. He round kicks the guy, ah! but it lands on his. Yeah, like, we're not even his hearing back the sound and his shoulder either. blades. No. And uh, and this guy has a fuck to buy. He's like the yeah. he's like the Thai Jaws, exactly the Bond franchise. I was thinking that. I was like, this is like a James Bond villain. This yeah, guy. exactly. It's like, where's the movie about him? But uh, but he because he hits him just on his shoulder blades, the guy doesn't react. Like you're not, you know, that's not the best place to whack a guy if you're gonna hit oh. him. Yeah, been a bad little boy. Sean's a <laughs> Sean's a Muay Thai coach. This is this guy Danton Mew, hell of a nice guy up in San Francisco. Uh, teaches Mew, uh, his school called Mew Ga. Uh, in San Francisco um, when Sean first started training with him um, and they were doing they're practicing round kicks to the body uh, this yeah that's ah! um, they're practicing round kicks to the body Sean was like why haven't we learned a block to a round kick to the body and he's like oh here we go this is it Bye. <laughs> that guy, because the crunch in the yeah. theater was like pretty devastating um, and so Sean asked uh, 
crew Danton, like, why don't we learn blocks the round kick of the body? He's like, because we do sit-ups. And that was like, it's like your defense is you turn into it, you let it land flush on your stomach. You don't let it land like on the side of your ribs. You 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 take it on your abs, and that's your defense. And crunch away from it. No, you just like if if it's if the shin is coming at you, you don't take it here. You you Under turn your ribs. so you no you face it flush right on your gut, and then that way it disperses and your 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 abs are very elastic. It actually disperses the. Uh, when you tense your muscles, you just you disperse it pretty well. Yeah. So here's him using the uh, the magical herbs, the magical and roots. herbs that we've forgotten about. By yeah, now. this and is then, how you make KFC chicken. Th- there's quite a bit of a mysticism, even in professional Thai fights. Like in, in a even in American, you know, Thai boxing fights, when you see them, they always do this thing called the Buddha's breath. They pray together and then they blow three times on their forehead. That's supposed to cleanse you of spirits. There's a whole dance they do called the uh, um, the Ram Moy. Which is it, it demonstrates the moves your camp does, and it also cleanses the ring of evil spirits. Uh, there's a, a headpiece called the Mung Chal, which you wear on the way to the ring and after the fight, and that brings about good fortune. Um, there's a lot of this stuff that's you know even when I train like in, in a traditional Thai school, like it uh, there, there's there's like moments of meditation. We had to meditate in a handstand a couple times, um, which was not easy, but <laughs> you know you and, and by handstand I mean like. Leaning against the wall, head, no hands. What is it with you in handstands? That guy just jumped like 45 feet up. (laughs) (laughs) What was the low angle too? Well, bam, yeah. No, he literally jumped 45 feet up. This part here is most like a real, like, in the ring tie fight. Like, this feels very loose and improv. If there's Mm -hmm. an improv bit, it feels like this section. Because it's just attacks and there's no rhythm. They're They're both just fucking beating the hell out of each other. Oh. Like, it just feels very... Are you doing hanging tough? No, I was doing uh, at the end of Jedi. Where gotcha. Perhaps she will. No, but see, but see how like just see how like like just relentless both guys' attacks are. By the way, round <laughs> kicks. <laughs> that was awesome. Round kicks to the inside of the leg. There we go. This guy look. to the head. To well, the his, head. his foot didn't come back down on yeah, the ground. Yeah, which is yeah. Insi- try it, kids. Try yeah, it. not on another human being. <laughs> I want to see where this cave that has just giant statues. Yeah. Oh. Boom! There we go. Now we're gonna enter into elbow land for quite a while. Now Tony Jaw, because he's powered by mystic herbs. Now he's he's like the little Terminator. He's in Terminator, and he's like just taking cells on his fucking skull, like that. Unbelievable cells. Like I mean, he's just taking bumps. Like he's just taking hits, and you know, it's not. He's selling it, but like he's no selling it. Really. Oh Jesus! There we go. There's the elephant tusk one. Um, that's a hell of a punch. They're, they parodied that in Hot Rod. Andy Samberg called that ultimate punch, and he threw both fists and his leg out at the same time. <laughs> and he hits that on uh, Ian McShane. Ooh. Love that. Yeah, I wouldn't throw anything at Elsewhere Engine. To be where honest. did he have all those yeah, preloaded? Where, all those... Like, were, were they in his back pocket? Like, where did he just get those from? I, I, at this point, at, at this point, the movie's like, fuck it, we're just being ridiculous. <laughs> we're a cartoon now. Yeah, yeah guys which like, at this point you've heard it, movie. Yeah, go ahead and run around for a bit. Yeah, just imagine that music keep going. He's had he's had the the invincible star at this point. Fuck you! That's my favorite thing to do in this movie. Just shout fuck you! And and again, another one of those things where it's like there was probably padding under them, but there was no way to fake what they just did. No, yeah, yeah, that's just god damn it. That's a hell of a sell, man. That's a hell of a bump. Do people die making these movies often? Not often, but sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. That could have if 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 anyone if the wind blew wrong, that could have knocked his head off. Yeah. 
I have a theory that like just like hostile like, people sign up to get killed. Like I feel like there's a just a steady pool of Thai stuntmen that uh, they don't are, mind. Yeah, they're just like ah, sure. The head stomp was that, really fuck like, yeah, damn. dude. Oh, I love I love this little scene. By the way, I just imagine him. Ex- <laughs> I just imagine him explaining this later to like the people back in his scars. village. He was like, I was he was choking me out, yeah. and I looked up and I thought. What would Buddha do? Well, th- and be, then I beat him to death. To be fair, this is actually an homage to the very first Akira Kurosawa film called not Sanjiro, but Sanshiro Sugata, which was a judo epic. And there's a thing where a guy has a standing gi choke and he's passing out and he gets flashes of this lotus flower, which was like from earlier in the movie. And is, I mean, the, the framing is almost identical. Mm. But if you get a chance, Sanshiro Sagata. As a total layman, I love the idea of using elbows the way, not that elbow use, but all the other elbows, like that, right there. Mm -hmm. That seems so much safer and also more powerful than just punching with your fist, because there's there's not a crumple zone like there is with your wrist on your elbow like that. You can just come in on it. I much prefer throwing elbows. I I much prefer throwing elbows. I love doing elbows on pad work. I love jab to the elbow. There's a lot of combos with elbows that that, that are... You know, when I stand up spar, that's you can't the really. Fuck? What the fuck? Hey, yeah, that's the one thing. Though. <laughs> you don't get to have guns. <laughs> I think Bruce Lee always says, says, "I can know everything I can, but I can't fight a bullet." Yeah. yeah. Well, Tony Jackie Jan can. Tony Barr also says the uh, Jackie Jan can catch a bullet. The startle flinch response: It is faster than a speeding bullet, but it can't stop it. You know. <laughs> Because there's all sorts of forensic evidence of people shot execution style, and they're able to get their hands up before the bullet hits, and you know, stop, huh? people going through windshields, no and accidents, and like, no way, and the trauma is all over their hands. I mean, that's just you know, our windshield out by, but the bullet, yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on range. Maybe old school, maybe old school guns that don't fire. Oh, like this a, is the most amazing. Oh God, <laughs> seven times. Let's just do it. Yeah, and that's that's definitely not. I'm pretty sure that's not a dummy because you can see it move no. just it's before. A, it's a gimmick table. It's a gimmick yeah. table and padding underneath. Oh, sure. But, but still, you know, Jesus. But fucking hell. He yeah. still took that guy's... He, he, he's That guy still took Tony Jaw's knees full force <laughs> totally. from 10 feet up in his gut. Some people, that's just... The, and I got to say, for, like to make for, their own fun, for you know? a pure fight movie, this is, is quite a bit of pathos here. This yeah. is quite a bit of like real heroism and oh, sympathy and yeah he's protecting that statue the guy who had forsaken his home city for the country and talk about force majeure yeah oh tony jaw gives great hit. never <laughs> i'll stop <laughs> i never once thought of that gag in the dozens of times i've seen this movie tony jaw will give you all of the head right dead i, I will say that the the comp isn't great but the timing of the way the guy crumples underneath yeah. it is yeah. really well done totally and it's not rock it's you know it's some other shit but well no that's a, that's a that that was a composite I, yeah, yeah but but, but the, the way he goes down underneath it it's like wow they really they really nailed totally. those two elements i didn't notice that it was a comp but i wasn't i guess i wasn't looking directly at it either that's well you know that's what it's for it's, you're not supposed to notice and then this weird little thing where it's like it's actually gold inside and then oh, it, it's so but valuable. it never comes back this never comes back either it doesn't matter for anything it doesn't affect <laughs> no. the story whatsoever it's just golden head there's gold in them there curls there we go you got your head go there home. you go you've got your own buck and just tie a scarf around it I guess. I don't came know, to the like, city got some head ha <laughs> <laughs> You can't be a monk now. Oh, Humley. Who there's, cries for Humley? There's apparently a uh they they shot the they shot an ending with him 
alive yeah. in the village. Yeah. And he was just all, you know, arm in a sling and stuff, but he actually survived and he... They were like, nah, no. it's a better story. It's like the end of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang when yeah. like Abraham Lincoln walks in too. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a better story if he made a, the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, totally. it's, it's it's a perfect ending for his character and his yeah. arc. Like I said, he has the most he has the most you know emotional business to do in this movie. I mean, Tony Ting is just sort of like, yeah, I guess I'm amazing. Like yeah. that's kind of his arc. <laughs> He's like, I'll be a badass, I suppose. You know. And then he ends it. I know he very specifically wanted to end this movie with Ting becoming a monk, and you see him shaved head, Dharma transmission, all that other stuff. Dharma transition? Dharma transmission, it's essentially like the idea is that you've reached enlightenment just like the Gautama Buddha. Um, Who commissions this? It's just Buddhist. It's just like it's. But does like someone say, okay, you can do it now? It's. It's purely linear, meaning that you got Dharma transmission from a guy who got Dharma transmission, who I got see. Dharma transmission, who got it from all the way back to the Gotama Buddha. Like that's that's how that's like how it works. Right on. So the guy who got it last decides when you get it. Yeah, it's it's a it's basically a spiritual pyramid scheme. It's it's you know there was Gotama Buddha. He did like five guys. They did five guys. They did five guys, and passed the savings on to you. <laughs> This well, we're about to. This is basically the end of the movie. We're yeah, about to see. We're about to see him riding on an elephant, and all, all is well. Where's my fucking elephant? <laughs> oh, there it is. Elephants are. It's it's a it's a deeply revered animal. It's it's like our bald eagle. It's you know it's just symbol of wisdom and grace and all this other stuff. But yeah, we. I, I I. It's funny that the subtitles don't even go. Yeah, she just like screams for the next five minutes. I'm not even gonna <laughs> yeah. try to. <laughs> I'm gonna try a subtitle just. Just imagine infinite screaming on your drive home. Yeah, they sort of back up together. Pretty yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like mom will never find out. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, they're kind of, they're kind of like, they're mortals, but they're kind of like angels. Like they're, and it's kind of, it's kind of hard to explain. There's it a, should die Springfield. It's just, it's the Simpsons. Yeah. It's all here, is. here in LA, there's a, the Shilai Buddhist temple over in Hacienda Heights. Uh, they have a ton of them. They have like a body of a garden you can go visit them. Thailand are depicted a bit differently. Uh, oh, and uh, you know, a subtle little thing we were seeing them. You know, their their wells running dry, yeah. and they were in Maybe. the middle of a drought and yeah. stuff like that. And now we've got lush green everywhere. It's like you know, the the head of the Ongbok is back, and yeah. everything is fine. The head of Ongbok or the head of the Ongbok? Head of Ongbok is his name. Or her name? No, I said it wrong. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm surprised when they didn't do like an American remake that was just called like. Ralph. And there he is with a very bad bald cap. Yeah. Someone took the head of Ralph. So that and that's the end. And that's Starring the movie. Tracy, this, is Starring Tracy Morgan. this is it. It it hangs on for a minute. Uh but you know. Cool. He's accepted monastic life. He has left the city. He has saved Ongbok. Yeah. You know, this but, is uh, a, but it's not like that was ever a question, like yeah, you said. It's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. he went to the city and fell in love with it and then had to realize yeah. that he wanted to. That, yeah. was, that was the other guy's journey and then he died. <laughs> this is another one where, you know, I, I these fight scenes were really awesome and a lot of fun and cool to watch. But I it as it stands, I still don't. For some reason, I just can't find myself caring uh, about these kind of movies. I never sure. get, I never get really into them. Uh, and I guess it's just a 
exposure maybe or growing up with it or, or one thing or another this is clearly awesome uh it's just not the kind of movie that i would find myself watching that often either but it also doesn't like piss me off or annoy me i, I just don't get it i guess well, these um, aren't the kinds of movies that you do necessarily watch often you, yeah you, you, it's the kind of movie that you do what you were doing which is you see someone do something fucking crazy and you go whoa and maybe occasionally you'll go i want to see that flying kick again i want to pull up on real yeah. quick and fast forward to that moment but uh, and then otherwise you just go okay i've seen that movie and that was fun and uh the next time one of these movies comes out i will see that for the new stuff and then i'll i've got my fix and kind of it's uh, these kinds of movies are are like junk food. They're not something you really revisit. Yeah, all that yeah. Often. And in the twenty first century, you don't really watch these movies. You just kind of replay the scenes on YouTube uh, exactly. over and over. I was like, you go to a party. Have you seen Unbox? Yeah. Oh like, shit! I've seen the fight scenes like yeah. plenty of times, but I haven't seen the movie like straight through. Like this is probably my fourth time seeing it straight right. through since right. it came out in O three. Yeah, same same thing with me. Anyway, so uh, you know, high five Ong Bak. Um I'm good, Eddie. <laughs> no, I mean, something, I mean, I just, I, uh, it, it can't. Even though two and three have like some busier stunt work, I always kind of come back to this one as just being like, I can actually watch this whole movie. You know what I mean? As opposed to Ong Bak two and three, I think Protector probably is better than this in terms of stunts and story. But Triple uh, X Studio Company Limited did the visual effects and Triple with two P's too, which is cute. Triple. Uh, but I think it's. Uh, but again, it's in, it's influence and importance. It's it's influence and its importance cannot be <laughs> understated in terms of the influence it's had on fight choreography and sort of led us where we are now. You see, you see, and not only that, it just it, it helped break the mold and paradigm of looking to karate and kung fu and taekwondo for fight choreography and saying there's other styles here that can give you something. I don't think there would have been the raid if there had not no. been Ong Bak. I don't think there would have been. Um, I don't think you've seen some of the other you know g- gags and more recent you know fighting based movies that you know you if not for this movie so even the stuff just i mean Zack snyder's movies probably would have been yeah. very different well, without this kind of influence and again damon caro and asano academy they amongst the indonesian martial arts that they do they also do muay thai so it's mm-hmm. like you see you're seeing more of a confluence of that stuff and and again you know they 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 turn to Filipino fighting arts for Troy and some other stuff. So it's like there's the influence I, I think, you know, is is present and obvious. Yeah. And for that, I'm very thankful, Ongbok. Dorkman. Um, I don't really have Dork too much Bok. to add. I remember, like I said at the beginning, um, seeing this and being like, wow, this is really awesome and amazing. And I still love the I still love the old school kung fu stuff and I enjoy seeing um, the more kung fu influenced, st- well, wow, I, uh, the more kung fu influenced stuff that that is certainly still around. Um, but I also appreciate this kind of new way of thinking. I mean, it's not really new anymore. It's a you know ten years old. old, but um, like the LCC, this way of thinking about about approaching it, and um, you know, I always I enjoyed the raid, and I enjoy all those kinds of movies. So, uh, uh, you know, it's as you guys said not something and as we had just talked about it's not a movie that i revisit that much i saw it this week because we were going to be doing this and i haven't i probably haven't seen it in at least six or seven years um prior to that so but it's it's you know definitely got uh, some great moments and like you said probably something i i'll revisit occasionally on youtube more than i'll <laughs> revisit actually I, the whole movie in I've fact i that. think this week <laughs> yeah. was the first time i watched it and went oh okay and like followed the plot like i don't think i'd ever done that before or really had any idea what was going on i think i may even then have just fast forwarded to the fight scenes right on antoine yeah very much the same thing um 
something you would just revisit the, the just the fight scenes, um, not really the whole movie, uh, but it did inspire like for instance with the LCC. Um, me and Ricky would like to do a lot of stuff where there was like just like exchanges with just the feet. Yeah, uh, a lot of people do that too now. It's kind of popular that they'll swing for the foot and then they'll just lift it up really fast and mm-hmm. put it right back down. Yeah, um, that happens a lot, and we stole that definitely from from Ong Bak. Um, but yeah, it, it's been said a delightful <laughs> a delightful film for all involved. Yeah. Once a decade. This has been What Are You Doing <laughs> Movie. You can always find more episodes at friendsinyourhead.com. Uh, go to the forum. It's a wonderful community of people. On iTunes, you can get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash friendsinyourhead. Facebook.com slash friendsinyourhead. Or friendsinyourhead at gmail.com. Go buy our shirts and give us money. There's a big PayPal button. We're not asking. We're just saying. Holden Hill, design and maintain the website. Until next week, my name is T. Christie. Eddie Doty. Nice shot. And this has been What Are You Doing Movie. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. Yeah, you guys just stuff flows so well. I was like, oh, that's not better. <laughs> you, you find the rhythm of breaking in. Like, I'm gonna say something now. You know, like that's uh, that, there's really nothing more to it. So me. much yeah. drama in the LCC. <laughs> Trendsinyourhead.com.